Welcome back to Boulder Dude to say we bring the heat. Today we talked about Google and their ad blocking biz. Uh, they're blocking your ads, or they're blocking the blocker that blocks the ads. A bunch of people are uh, going like this. A lot of people, a lot of people losing their shit about it for a good reason sometimes, but sometimes not. Uh, Jack's film. I see both sniper wolf situation. Yeah, SSS sniper wolf situation. Not a good lady, uh, I guess. Uh, you should know better. Uh, people with big, uh, big, uh, big groups of people who follow them should know better than to dox someone else. Um, this is YouTube, insane, dude. It is insane, dude. Something and, like that. And, yeah, and <laughs> I got the RM Brown throw, soundboard this dude, episode. You just keep on throwing <laughs> shit at me, and I'm like, I have to yes and. Just be like, yeah, moving on. Anyway, YouTube not really taking much of a, a huge stance on that. Just kind of saying. Uh, SSS Sniper Wolf makes our money, and we're not going to do shit about this. Yeah, we um, are an evil corporation. What? Corporations being corporations? House of Representatives drama. Uh, Jim Jordan failed his House Speaker run. Hijinks has ensued. Republicans blended Democrats, but what's really new? And uh, looming government shutdown in about 10 days, unless we can find a speaker. That's a very existential problem. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it too. We'll, you know, a Congress, will. me and Alex will both be Speaker of the House. It's either that or we do violent crime. <laughs> uh, and then we watched a movie. Uh, we watched Trick Question, as I learned. Trick Question. Uh, we watched a show. Yeah. So technically, we watched uh, a show, a TV show called Over the Garden Wall. A very good, um, very good Halloween sort of sort of show to watch uh, when put together in kind of a consecutive order. Feels more like a movie, like a very good movie. Has great art style, uh, very great undertones and and and, and really overtones. Great overtones and and plots and <laughs> writing <laughs> it makes it sound like i hate it i actually loved it uh made me feel feelings which has emasculated me um recommendations of the week we recommend stuff stay tuned for that that's yeah, what that's how we fucking wait yeah another wait or just skip through on my end there was some background noise i only say that because you might notice and, it, and you might be like what's that i i know i know okay so I don't want anyone to be like, hey, fucking amateur hey, you know, hour out here. Did you know here? that there was, um, that we could hear? Yeah, I know. Anyway. You're about to be valuetained. Anyway. Let's just jump into it. My dad sent me a text. Here's what he said. Wait, hold on, uh, hold on. Hold on. Can, I, can I guess what the text says? Are we recording right now? I am. Okay. I'm not recording yet. But All right. Start your recording. Can I, can I guess what the text is? Sure. You are radically unsuccessful. You are a giant loser. Like a giant who is a loser and also a giant loser. Is that what he okay, said? I'm rolling now. No, he didn't say that. Uh, he said, because, okay, he had, he had Ladies and lunch gentlemen, with me at we school. we are all domestic terrorists. He had lunch with You have too much power, my, my guy. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, yeah, uh, now I also have the R.M. Brown one, too. So, you know, wow, we can I get don't care. weird. Anyway, I had lunch with him at school, and uh, we were talking about Brussels sprouts, and he sent me a text today saying, I was thinking about our Brussels sprout conversation last week, so I steamed a batch today. You were right. They're sweet uh, as opposed to bitter. I, I don't... God damn what? it. I a bit... A, oh, I think he says, and a bit of salt and butter. Yum. Well, I don't like them. I'm sorry you feel that way. I like him. He's a good guy. No, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about my dad. And I was like, wait, okay. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm trying to find a, 
I'm trying to find a sound sound thing that goes with that. When I look at this news, I start having an anxiety attack. That's you when I say I don't like him. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So we were talking about this uh, over the phone the other day. But YouTube. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some fair and balanced TM coverage of YouTube. Because they, uh, they did something horrible. But also something that's like mildly inconvenient for some people. And uh, that that is to say, I'm announcing a new segment, new segment alert. Uh, I know everyone will hate me for this, but I do not see the problem with this minor inconvenience. That's the segment title. Wait, say that one more time. Uh, I know everyone will hate me for this, but I do not see the problem with this minor inconvenience. You mulling it over? I'm trying to think. I'm trying trying to, to, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a really obscure you're trying to yes and it? fact. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find like I a am really trouble doing the show. Oh, that's you. That's oh, you right um, now. That that's the English Empire when they did the the Stamp Act in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Say what you will about the British. I don't like them. Yeah, they're kind of. Like, they man, suck. Just, they just talk. All, they just talk every funny. British person. I they just talk normally. I think that they stop doing <laughs> that voice when no one's around. I believe that. Yeah. No. For sure. For sure um yeah yeah but no so youtube that's bold of you to say <laughs> that is dude oh hi um, Haley. she can't hear you well then say hi on my behalf no, you she has, son of a she bitch. has noise canceling headphones on and everything i say God is noise damn it so it's gonna i'm gonna get canceled yeah yeah i'm gonna get canceled by your headphones um i was gonna say <laughs> something i was gonna say something but i forget what i forget what it was skill issue skill issue it is um no so youtube it's i think everyone knows at this point kind of you know generally how the economic model works you know you watch a video um video hosting isn't free it's not cheap in fact when youtube came out it was you know it, it wasn't so much um like hey here's a new source of content for me uh, like that wasn't the main you know driver of interest i think a lot of it was hey i can host my videos here for free i can share a video online without having to pay you know exorbitant you know fees and costs to host video because it's it's just an expensive thing to do especially at the time that it came out like circa like 2005 or so uh 2008 i thought it was no 2005 i think i think that's when the first youtube video was uploaded um but actually i think it was 1982 yeah it was actually no it was 1984 that's literally 1984 mm-hmm. george orwell um no so uh yeah that was like the big thing that was the big thing when uh when it when it first came out that it was you know free file hosting and of course there were going to be ads you know i don't know if there were ads right away but definitely once you know they got Dude, established I remember, and, I remember when it went from one ad to two ads right when i was a kid i remember when i was like oh you watch an ad and there's an ad and then you get to see the video and then it went from like oh there's one ad oh there's another ad yeah and i remember everyone being lost like their slightly mind. pissed it's yeah. like oh i have to wait 10 seconds before watching my free content well, instead of five well, now, seconds do you remember when they were always skippable yeah yeah, and there were only like five seconds, and it's right. like you can you can skip it, and then they made them ten second unskippable ad, skippable skippable ads, and now it's like two ten second unskippable ads. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely gotten worse. And I think there I, I think blame can be kind of spread out. But yeah, I can we we can get to that. But um no, so like YouTube is a business. It is not a charity, it's a business. They're trying to make money with this. So it's logical, it makes sense that they would serve ads. And uh, I guess enough people, you know, were fed up with ads and you know, we're willing to pay a few bucks a month to not get ads on YouTube along with a few other, you know, perks and benefits. But, you know, that's, that was the motivating factor behind YouTube making YouTube red, which glad they changed the name because it is, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm the millionth person to say this, but it sounds too similar to red tube. Which for the listeners who don't know, that's a porn site. That's a porn site from way back. From way back. From way back. Not that I would know. It definitely existed for a number of years before YouTube decided on that name. So, you know, short-sighted on their part, I think, calling it that. But no, so, yeah, that started out, I think that started like around like $9 a month or so. And you don't get ads. You can also watch offline. You can like download videos and watch them later, which... um you know, oh, is it- also, I wanted to mention something about that. Um, so I, I've realized that my phone has just very limited storage for that kind of stuff. Um, one thing I recently learned is if you get like uh, like an iPod Touch, uh, like the last one, that the last model that they made that they still make, which yeah. is kind of weird. They still make iPod Touches. But anyway, thank God has, has done so- extensive coverage of that. Right. It has so much storage on it. How like much? Uh, like like don't they make them I, with like, like 215 gigs or something yeah or 256? it's ridiculous it's almost ridiculous if you weren't looking at it from a perspective of this is exclusively for media right well yeah it's, right. it's kind of a continuation of what the ipod was always supposed to be sort of um you know your whole music library in your pocket and that kind of you know modernizes to hey you can watch a bunch of videos and stuff offline on this just right. like taking it's your like, CD collection with you. Like you could have like millions, like I think a, a couple thousand albums, probably tens of thousands of albums. And then on top of that, like a good like hundred three hour long movies. And then on top of that, YouTube videos. And on top of that, like notes and what like it's a whole thing. It's really cool. And yeah. I actually it, it it's so it's it's almost so useful that I considered buying an iPod Touch and then buying a burner phone and just like hot gluing the burner phone to the back of the iPod Touch because then it's basically an iPhone. Like if we're being, it's we're basically being honest, an iPhone, but way worse to use. No, I it, burner phones work. Uh, they work. It'll work. Why don't you just carry them separately? Because why are you gluing I, them why, together? Because, you know what, Alex? For the bit, I am the innovator. Are you doing you it for are a the bit? Imitator. No, I considered it. I didn't do it. Okay. No, I I don't I don't like listen and watch enough media to to uh, to do that. So, well, also, are you ever offline for that long? For how long? I mean, like for long enough to justify needing that much, you know, storage space on an iPod. As opposed to just streaming stuff on your phone. Dude, all I watch is like Lower Decks and the new new seasons of Futurama that are coming out. That's it. Right. And stuff for the the podcast. 
that and I stuff for the podcast. that I so generously supply for you on Jonathan. Shout out Jonathan. Thank you. But Thank anyway, you. so YouTube, they want some of this. They want some of that. So, um, yeah, no, their business model is basically like they serve ads and you watch the ads and they get money for serving those ads and advertising the products and creators get a little bit of kickback. If you have a thousand subscribers and whatever number Emphasis of views on a little bit, a little bit. Well, you know, it's, it's still enough that people can make a career on YouTube. I don't know what exactly the, the cut is, but I mean, the, the, the moral of the story, the, the point is, you know, YouTubers, you know, any, any YouTuber that works full time as a YouTuber makes their money probably primarily through ad revenue and, you know, secondarily through, you know, subscription or um, uh, like, like sponsors or, uh, you know, like Patreon or anything like that. But, you know, YouTube revenue is a big part of, uh, of, you know, especially smaller creators of, of, you know, what they, what they make on the platform. And, um, I guess a lot of people don't really care about that. They just want the the convenience of watching without ads. So they install an ad blocker. And, you know, now we get to where we are today. YouTube is cracking down on that practice. They don't want people using an ad blocker on their website, which makes sense. You know, if you have a product, you don't want people just using it for free. You want to make money off of it. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a capitalist economy. They're going to try to acquire capital, try to make money and something, something profit motive. So, you know, they, they have, I don't know if it's a new technology. It must be because like they've just implemented it and I'm sure if they could, they would have a long time ago, but they can detect if you're using an ad blocker. And so a lot of people have been getting warnings on YouTube, like, Hey, you know, you can, you get three more videos. You, you get a little bit of a grace period, but if you don't whitelist us on your ad blocker, basically allowing YouTube to, to play ads, uh, we are going to block the YouTube player so you won't be able to load any videos as long as you have your ad blocker turned on and you have us blacklisted. I, you know, I just think it's a matter of time, though, until ad blockers find a way around that. Yeah. I mean, it's an arms race. Uh, yeah. I, um, I, I think that... Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to what I was going to say in a minute, but people are, you know, kind of up in arms over it. A lot of people are really upset at YouTube for doing this. And I get if you want to use an ad blocker, like that's your prerogative. I don't really care either way, but I take issue with the people that are like not just mad at the situation, but they're mad at YouTube. You know, it almost feels like there's a sense of betrayal with some people like they think YouTube owes them free content. And owes them, you know, you know no I don't think inconvenience. It's that, though. Hmm? I think it's I don't think it's that though. I think it's a matter of like like what I have on my computer is none of your fucking business. Like I mean, except uh, to an extent it completely is uh YouTube's business. Well it's but, it's kind of a reverse of that. You're accessing their stuff, they're not accessing your stuff. If you want to access their stuff, which you don't have to, it's entertainment, it's it's a luxury. Um, except I've, for education, except for education, which, yeah, that's that's kind of a a separate, more niche, more in the weeds conversation. Except for news, sometimes as well. Yeah, but even then, like if you're watching any news channel, they also have advertisements. They From also the have commercial company, breaks, yeah. and even like you know, it's 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 akin to like TV. 
Even if you're watching something educational, there's probably going to be an ad break, you know, unless it's unless you're watching like PBS. Even then, I don't know. Do they do ads? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. They do. So they get sponsors from from all around the world. Um, So they at the end of like a PBS program, they'll say thank you to our sponsors, blah, 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 Coke Foundation. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going off of like what I remember watching like years ago. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, thank you for to these people and viewers like you. Thank you. Right, right. And if you donate enough money to PBS, they'll send you a mug. That's cool. They're just like Steven yeah. Crowder. <laughs> and they'll put their penis on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. You ever felt a man's taint on your shoulder before? Um, Do you want to? I think of what, what else PBS could stand for. Penis. Penis big. broadcasting system. Penis broadcasting system. Uh, what a bunch of perverts. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, I just I like taking any excuse to use the soundboard. Anyway, I, what you know? That's me right now. That's, that's me. It's, is that a, is that you? That is me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Did you? Yeah. Shout out RM Brown. Anyway. Actually, technically, shout out Yoko Ono. Yeah, shout out Yoko Ono and shout out R.M. Brown for popularizing. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You can French kiss the guy next to you. But I digress. Oh, that's Ted Cruz. That is Ted ah. Cruz. That is totally Ted that Cruz. Is, that is Ted Cruz. That's the thing he said. Yeah. Yeah. The context kind of makes it more funny. Uh, but anyway, so... <laughs> No, I, <clears throat> I I think you'll be the first to admit you aren't really plugged into like Twitter or anything like that. Uh, no, and actually I feel so uh, superior to everyone uh, because I don't uh, have I don't I don't feel superior to anyone. Um, I I uh, I don't have Facebook or Twitter, uh, and I I barely have an Instagram. Um, you have you haven't, you, you haven't used it in like five or six years, right? Okay, so technically the last time I used it was last year, but it was to upload a picture just being like, hey, I'm 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 still alive. Hi everyone, in case yeah. anyone was like, Where is Gavin? Um Because I'm sure uh, I'm sure that was the case. I'm, yeah. Just to make sure some people get some extra hours of you sleep, know, you know. The fan base. Um, right, right. Uh but now it's just like that was a year ago and uh it's derelict. I don't check it. Um I'm like one of these days I'm just gonna get up and be like, I'm just gonna delete this. I don't I don't see why I need this. Yeah. Social um, media. They make me vomit. Sure. They, 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 they make um, me vomit. But dude, oh my gosh, the, the, the fucking serenity I have in my head, not having to worry about Elon Musk. Uh, oh, not having to worry about Iluma. Anyway, yep. that's enough of that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's God all to say. Damn it. Um, no, I've been, I, I've been more, uh, plugged into sort of the online reaction to this. And, yeah, I, I do think there's sort of a sense of betrayal. You know, there is the old adage is still true that if you give something to people for free and then you charge money, like that's not going to go well. I think that oh, I still holds true. That's great. Let's finish the segment. Okay. Unless it's <laughs> unless it's like super related. Uh, It's like half and half out, but continue. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> at um, least i'm honest about it anyway they're trying to get some uh oh, damn it they're trying oh, to get some money on the it. platform um uh, no so i i will say 
um, now that we've brought up Twitter, I I will say as a quick aside, this is not the same thing as what Elon Musk has been doing. He, you know, it's his his thing is he wants to replace. I don't know if he wants to replace ads, but I think by necessity he needs to replace ads because he is not getting the same amount of um, of ad revenue as you know Twitter was before yeah. because he's brands, he's been yeah brands don't want to brand, advertise on a, a platform full of Nazis. I was literally about to say the same You're thing. You're gonna say this? Yeah, that's great. Great minds and, uh, and exactly. all that. Yeah. Um, Turns out they don't like that. Yeah. So what Elon Musk is doing is he's trying to like charge people. Now he's talking about charging a not a bot fee, which I guess, according to his plan, is going to be uh, every new unverified account pays one dollar per year to be able to post tweets. And he says that it's not a profit driver, but I don't know. Why else would you charge people a dollar? I feel like anyone that is running a bot account would also be willing to pay a dollar per year man i'm just so proud that we have billionaires who really care about freedom of speech yeah as long as you don't criticize him right right as long as you are sycophantic enough but no i i i don't just you know in case anyone was making that uh that comparison i don't think it's at all the same thing youtube is just trying to protect their uh you know their most major source of revenue which is advertising and yeah like like i was saying there there seems to be like a sense of like no you're not supposed to serve me ads i'm supposed to be you know not inconvenienced if i am inconvenienced you're doing something wrong here youtube by serving advertisements and i will say yeah the ads have gotten have gotten more you know annoying intrusive over the past few years but you got to question how much of that is to, you know, can, how much of that can you blame on people using ad blockers? You know, if YouTube needs to serve, you know, X number of ads per viewer and you have a rising number of viewers using ad blockers, what does that mean for the rest? It means they're going to get more advertisements. That's just that's kind of the push and pull of the whole system. That's how their economic model works. And, you know, I, I would get it if that was the only way you could watch YouTube, but you could also pay, I think it's like $12 a month for uh, for YouTube premium, which I get if that's too much for you. You know, that's, that is kind of pricey. Like you're getting into the territory of like HBO max, you know, you're getting into like Netflix or territory Paramount plus or Paramount plus. Yeah. How much is Paramount plus now? I thought that was like five bucks a month or something. So it's like seven ninety nine or something. Oh, that's um, not too bad. But um, still, but, that's uh, like that's only I, I good if you're like a I, Star no, Trek I, fan, right? Or if you want to watch right. iCarly. I mean, Star Trek. Um, I don't know what else they have beyond Star Trek. They have Trek. the iCarly <laughs> reboot. Funny, they have they have Yellowstone. I but think. But no, it's it's funny. They don't have all the Star Trek movies though. So, oh yeah, aren't they like split up between Paramount and Max? Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Isn't it why. great when you need multiple subscriptions uh, just for one fandom? Yep. Isn't that yep. great? That's great? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but it's funny. So my mom, uh, she got a Paramount Plus sub- subscription uh, through Walmart somehow. I don't oh, know. Yeah. No, trust exactly me. Exactly how that. 
I don't, I don't know if it's like a network of sponsorships or what, but I got, I, yeah. I ordered uh, uh, some movie tickets on Fandango and it, it was like, Hey, here's a, like a month of Walmart plus for free. Here's a discount on Paramount plus like they just give that stuff out on certain things. You know, I bet it's not even the give out. I bet you're actually just using the, the default free month of Walmart plus. <laughs> right. No, it I is. It is like, on top of whatever, like um trial you would already be getting to be fair okay and balanced tm but no (laughs) there is something to be said about the fact that the amount that you pay in like extra fees on fandango is basically like it kind of equals out (laughs) to the uh, to the amount that you would be getting in like freebies you know right if you're paying let's say eight dollars in in service like um you know platform fees for fandango and they offer you a month of Paramount Plus, you're just breaking even. Right, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, yeah. So with the cost of YouTube Premium, I get that if it's too much for you, it is kind of pricey. I justify it by thinking, like, like my my thought process is, uh, you know, it's something that I use every day. I, I use YouTube every day, and YouTube Premium. If I were like like $12 is what I would spend on like a meal, you know, like a, a meal right. that I could very easily have at home. Like I don't, I don't go out to eat that much. So I figure, okay, I can make one meal at home, you know, and save the amount of money that I would spend on this, uh, on this subscription service. Right. Which right. that might, that might be like a fallacy of some kind that might be like sunk cost or something like that. But right. that's just how I rationalize it. Very similar to uh, to the big sandwich model. You know, it's the price of a big sandwich per month. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that's how I rationalize it. But I get, you know, some people are they, they don't have a lot of money. Some people are kids. Some people are children and they do not have an income. I get that. Um, but. YouTube is still a free platform and you can sit through an ad or two before your video. Like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I do that and that's only cause I, I refuse to get YouTube premium just cause I think personally and not to sh- cast judgment on anyone else. I personally think it's a waste of money. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, everyone considers different things to be more or less valuable. So it's really just up to your personal preference. But yeah, I just feel like either way, like if you cannot stand ads, then YouTube premium then isn't that down. much, right? Yeah. Then sit down. <laughs> um, no, if you, if you absolutely cannot stand to sit through a couple of advertisements, then YouTube premium is still an option. It's not that uh, much pause, money. Pause this conversation for a second. Yeah. I, I like, this is why I hate the English language. You just said something along the lines of, if you can't stand to sit through, if you can't stand to sit through, stand to sit through. Really, no one can stand YouTube to sit ad? through anything because it's an oxymoron. Yeah, English doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. God damn it! It doesn't anyway, make a what of sense. A fucking lick of sense. That's what I said, you motherfucker. Yeah. Does not make a lick of sense to say no, a, lick of sense. a lick of sense. What does it mean anyway? Why are you licking pennies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find a sound for that. 
You're kind of like a snotty face, bitch. That's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway. That's so, no. <laughs> no, I love that. It's so matter of fact. You're kind of a snot-nosed bitch. Right. <laughs> but I think it kind of really goes both funny. ways. If you can't, you know, if you cannot bring yourself to sit through an advertisement, then pay for premium. And if you can't afford premium, then you can sit through a couple ads. I really don't see where the outrage is coming from that I'm seeing. Hmm? What'd you say? Yeah, get get the antenna, get the antennas on your TV. Then you don't have to pay for cable. Right. Just fucking do that. If you're really such a cheapskate, like instead of bitching on Twitter, just, I don't know, just touch grass, find cheaper entertainment. Do calligraphy. Right. But I just, I... I don't know. I think a lot of it also comes from ignorance. Cause like I mentioned earlier, you know, YouTubers make money, you know, mostly through advertisements. They, they have ads on their videos and that's how they make money. I, I think people understand that, but I, I just, I question that because people seem to not get that, you know? Right. Seems right. like everyone has at least one YouTuber that they wish would upload more. And, uh, Kind of makes sense that if they're not making ad money on YouTube, they're not going to be as motivated to make videos on the platform. So maybe, maybe mull that over. Maybe sit on that. Yeah. Think about it. Now, I will close this out by saying this is very anecdotal. This is not really uh, cross-checked or confirmed, but I have seen some people claim that they have made more money on ad revenue on YouTube, you know, after this uh, was implemented. So I think it'll be good for a lot of creators. That is, you know, that's my best educated guess. I think this will be a good move for creators, even if it is a minor inconvenience for some people. But yes, yeah, I feel like some people will vehemently disagree. Uh, some people will still find a way around it. And I guess more power to them. But, you know, understand what you're doing. You know, that I just... Like, people do internet piracy and still understand how, you know, the economic model works. They just don't care. I kind of respect that, you know, whatever. You know, I I don't feel bad when a, when a major studio um, has a few, uh, you know, ha- has a few copies of their movie pirated. I... You know, you, it's it's a whole conversation. You can make the argument that that wasn't going to be a sale anyway because that person was not going to pay for the product regardless of whether they got it or not. But yeah, just have an informed opinion. You know, if you're gonna right. if you're still gonna be a dick about it with the the ad stuff, not uh, not caring about the creators that you watch making money. All right, if if you know and you still come to that conclusion, fine. But if you're just ignorant on it and that's why you're complaining, just just Google something. Just learn a new fact today. Doesn't even have to be about this. Just expand your horizons. Anyway, all right, we're going to get to the part of the show where I uh, where I hold on. Is there a sound that goes with this where I where I rip YouTube a new Pendejo. I don't know. I am having trouble doing the show. That's me. That's me trying to find a sound. Anyway, so yes, Sniper Wolf has uh, has uh, engaged in a little bit of coordinated, inauthentic behavior, and uh, we're gonna fucking talk about it. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Anyway, so 
you know Jack's films, right? No. I have limited time on this earth. <laughs> he's a guy who is a YouTuber. That's yeah, he's, all I... he's a YouTuber from way back. I think he started in yeah. like 2006, 2007. Right. Um, and he's been consistently, you know, making videos on the platform. Uh, you know, he started out primarily doing like sketches and, uh, and parodies. And he's since moved on to more sort of audience centric content. Like guy, that's his most popular series. It's just you know respond. He he gives a prompt, then people can comment something funny to go along with the prompt. He reads it on the next episode, and the cycle continues. And you know he sort of found his niche, and he has always had a problem with lazy content creators. Like I think I think the guy's name was Jinx. Wait, There's wait, wait, a, hold hold up, hold up, hold up. But he's not really creating anything, is he? He is. No, because he's just putting a prompt and using what is. What does commenters say? Well, I mean, the the difference there is that it's, you know, it's a consensual interaction. You wink at what's the wink? What are you winking about? Being being I'm, being you being a little stinker. Being, yeah, I see both sides. I see both sides of the of the Jacks film situation. No, really, um, you should put your money where your mouth is. You know, you should put your money where your mouth is. And if you're gonna say stuff, you should be prepared to to fight. No, that is to party. That is a good You're point. Right to party. That is a good um, sort of counterpoint to bring up and debunk, because I I do not think that what Jack's films does is at all comparable to uh, to what Sniper Wolf or other reaction YouTubers do. Uh, he when he does parodies, they are transformative. He you know does a lot of like making fun of Apple commercials. You know he'll right. make fun of like the new iPhone launch, and uh, it's transformative. He's not just re-uploading other people's content and making like lazy jokes on top of it you know uh, or you know a lack of uh, of commentary like sniper wolf does you know it, it is different yai is entirely consensual every comment that gets into yai is someone that knew that they were going to be featured in the video and actively sought out being oh. featured in the video do you remember when uh there was a fake feud between jack's films and pewdiepie yeah with like la that was really Lawai. Yeah, then, Lawai. No, it's so funny because I fell for it. <laughs> I totally fell for it. Gavin, yeah, no, your watch alarm is going off. I know. Hold on. Wait. We just got to wait for it. Yeah, yep. I'm not getting up for that shit. I'm, I'm convinced that no one knows how to turn there off their watch alarm. Anyway, uh, I totally fell for it because I didn't watch Jack's films, but I did watch PewDiePie. And so PewDiePie was, was talking about how, like, jokingly that i just didn't get the bit he was being way too dry for me to understand um and he was like oh he's just ripping off my content blah 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 and he was what i didn't understand was the dramatic irony which was that he knew that he was basically ripping off jack's films but it was like an inside joke right and, and it makes me cry and to even look it does him. well you know because i i could have totally just like commented on jack's films like stop copying PewDiePie and I didn't I didn't because one I think that's stupid it is but also I in my mind this is how I cognizized it I was like I'm gonna hurt Jack's films by not watching his videos <laughs> dude you fucking showed him <laughs> I totally did no and then PewDiePie made like a video like hey guys a lot of you guys you guys you didn't get the joke uh me and Jack's films were actually good friends and uh he said so joke. let me explain something to you Right. Uh, and he's just like, this is, I meant this to be a clear, like, I'm obviously, sat this is obvious satire. Yeah. And some of you didn't get that. Uh, 
stop attacking Jack's films. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, that's so funny. That is, isn't it? I remember that. I I only knew about that because I saw them like coming together and be like, guys, guys, come on, guys, come on. Come on. Come on. It's it so great too because Jack's films was so in on it. And I love how they were just like, oh, that's so like you can tell that they had a phone call and they're like, oh, that's such a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> and if um, you and if you want to know where to watch it, that's on YouTube. It is. It is. Uh it is. But uh, a, a more serious feud that Jack's films had around the same time, actually, give or take like a couple years. Um, I believe the, the guy's name was Jinx. He was a big reaction YouTuber and his whole deal, his whole brand, his whole format was he would watch a video. A lot of times it was like a trailer. Sometimes it was like a sketch that someone made. Some, it was some original content. He would film himself watching it and provide minimal commentary. A lot of times right. it was like, bro, dude, that's well, fucking now crazy. Like, it's funny. Cause now on like short, uh, uh, what is it? Fucking uh, short content. What's what's that called? Short form. Content? Short form. Yeah. Um, you have the pointers. Yeah, right. That's that's what it's evolved into. Uh, a person on that? TikTok will like screenshot a tweet and then film themselves pointing at it, like, "Hey, look at that! Hey, look at that! That's what I hey, look think. I agree yep. with this tweet. Look at that! I'm pointing. <laughs> I'm pointing at it. Or like, um, yeah, like um, Bentelect. Bent, bent like i think that was that's like the oh, name yeah. of the main yeah. guy where he would read the thing laugh and then say elite he yeah he would read it and give just the most fake laugh i think nick is not green made a few videos on him yeah i don't like him i don't he might be like personally a nice guy he seems i don't know he seems kind of benign but i just Wait, hate. you know what he did right what did he do he was talking to oh, uh, didn't an he, only. Didn't, yeah, it's yeah. Here, let me. I want to say. It. I want to say. Yeah, you thing. say it because um, I don't remember, he, but I remember so, something um, happened. He was some screenshots of a text conversation he was having with some person on OnlyFans, um, where he was just like, "Hey, we can do a collab," and she's like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to do a collab with you." And he's just like, "And like, I don't know, we could do like what we could do what you do, like we can make a video, however you want to make a video, you know." Uh, and, he just wanted to have sex with this person. Yeah, no, and it's and she's just like, she's just like, okay, we can like, I guess we could we could do that, but I need you to get like, like HIV, HPV, like all these tests first. Wow. And he's like, well, why can't? Yeah, and he's like, well, why why can't we just like, come on, like it's just it's just chill, just we're just chilling, you know, just oh, like, this we is... could, uh... yeah, I don't like and that. she's just like, no, I'm not just gonna fuck you. That's essentially what she said, which is a fair statement. Um, and he's like, okay, then I just don't want to do a collab. It's fine. Uh, you know, peace and love, peace and love. I just don't want to, I don't want to do a collab anymore. Um, so did he think that she was just going to fuck him? Like, just I like think, that? I think, I, I don't think it was, it was as simple as he just thought she was going to fuck him. I think he was under the impression that because he has such a large platform, she would fuck him. Yeah. So it's not better that's that's worse I mean, actually that, that's just that's the motivator but they, yeah that's the same thing like yeah like, he just thought that she on, would man. she would just fuck him yeah which is icky and i don't like it that's no that reeks of like 3 a.m horny texting because right. in what world would you not expect you know a, a creator like that when you're propositioning her in what world would you not expect her to be like yeah as long as you get tested that's the yeah. best case outcome. That's the best case scenario for this 
particular interaction. Like, I could very easily see her being like, you know, you're being weird. Like, you're clearly now, just I, trying to have sex with me. You are not an OnlyFans creator. You're a guy that points at tweets and fake laughs at them. We do not now, do the same thing. I want to be transparent here as well. That what I said wasn't verbatim and I might have some aspects of it incorrect. So yeah, th- for those who are listening, if you're, and if allegedly. you're so inclined, yeah, if you're so inclined to find the absolute truth, um, just look it up. I recommend just looking it up either um, way. He is perverts. He, he, he is. He's, he's kind of icky. Yeah. yeah. Kind of icky. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that's all to say reaction YouTubers. They suck. Um, yeah, Jack's Films has always had sort of a personal crusade against reaction YouTubers, and it goes way back, and it's very consistent. He has the same criticisms every time this comes up, and the most recent iteration is his feud with Sniper Wolf. Now, Sniper Wolf, what she does, she used to do like gaming stuff, but she has pivoted um, 100% into you know, doing these TikTok reaction videos. Like, you know, TikToks, Oof. you shouldn't show your parents. And she just, it's a compilation of her playing a TikTok and saying, yo, damn, that's crazy. Bro just did the thing with the whatever. Whoa. Usually like summarizing the video or sometimes not even providing commentary at all. Right. And it's a lazy form of, of content creation. You can argue it's not even content creation. It's just repackaging, rebranding, making a worse product than what you originally started out with. Well, and it's really unfortunate. I mean, and I say unfortunate very loosely here because she went from making like actual content and being like an actual like content creator and mm-hmm. gaming to just really downgrading and and like uh, really what's the word uh devolving her content yeah and she also used to do a lot of shit i think she did a few collabs with uh with darman if you remember darman also not a good guy that guy is he did those videos that were like um it was like kid it was like bully learns not to mess with disabled kid who's also gay you know it's basically it's it's like um it's like good person porn. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm such a oh, good right. person because I don't like this bully character. Oh, and they got their comeuppance. You know, it's that sort of vibe. Right, right. And uh, yeah, they're very heavy handed. The They almost always explicitly state what the moral is by the end. They're like, you shouldn't bully because bullying is wrong. And if you do that, you're mean. You know, like it's that kind of thing. But yeah, Darman, also not not a good guy. He seems not like a, the same kind of guy to like go to a miscellaneous burger joint and be like, "I need a thousand burgers to give out to the homeless." Oh yeah, and it's yeah, like, and then hey, he like man, stiffs about- the staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is that is actually incredibly uh, his vibe to an, an incredible extent. But anyway, so Jack's films went a bit further with this you know, iteration of his war on, uh, on reaction YouTubers. He started a new uh, channel called Judge Jack's films, which is an obvious parody of Sissa sniper wolf. And originally what he would do is he would sort of uh, watch her videos and, you know, give critiques, sort of grade them on like a, like an a through F scale, 
you know? Right. And be like, this video, this reaction gets a C for credit the creators. And you would like point out <laughs> when she would react to a video and not even like she would crop out the, uh, the, the watermark that TikTok automatically puts on every video that you download from the website. Right. If you've ever right. seen a TikTok shared somewhere else, it has a username like baked into the video. And a lot of times she would just crop that out. So it's like she's going out of her way to not credit creators. Right. So he makes the YouTube channel, does those videos. It kind of evolved into sort of a different format where instead of reacting to her videos and like grading them, he started um, doing a bit more of an interactive version of that. So he would, he started streaming on Twitch, reacting her to her videos. And he, you know, he noticed enough sort of tropes in her videos that he was able to make bingo cards. And so, <laughs> you know, they would play bingo Classic. together. Everyone in Twitch chat was able to get their own bingo card. And, you know, you would try to see who can get a bingo first. And, you know, it was stuff like summarizing the video, not crediting the creator, which was the free space, of course. Right, right. You know, saying bro, calling someone bro, because that, that's a thing that she does a lot, too. You know, just stuff like that. Pretty innocent, relatively speaking, at least relative to what we're going to get to. And she, her response to that, she seemed to think that, you know, his main channel was J.J. Jack's films, seemingly ignorant to his entire, like, 15-year history on the platform. Oh, no. So, it's like the PewDiePie thing, except one of the people, one of the main people doesn't understand that it's a joke. Right. No, that is exactly it. And um, I think I think this might have actually all started mostly on Twitter because YouTube, like the official YouTube account was like, where does Sniper Wolf get all her video ideas from? It's from her viewers. Yeah. Read more here. And Jack's Ew. film was, was like, well, she also gets her content ideas from uh, stealing other people's videos. Right. But yeah, I don't have that linked, but I do have... Um, yeah, I do. Okay, I actually do have sort of the the uh, um, origin of this. But yeah, Jack's Films tweeted uh, June 22nd. He tweeted two screenshots that were... Uh, one of them was the YouTube creator's account saying, where does the Sniper Wolf get video ideas from fans? Here's what she said had to say at VidCon uh, 2023. Video key she was a keynote speaker. By the way, she was a keynote Fuck. speaker at VidCon. She said, it's really important to me to engage with my audience. I get a lot of content ideas from them in the comments. It's important to grow and adapt as a creator. And then he tweets. Let me actually, this is purely visual. So I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see this. Again, I apologize to the viewers. But yeah, as you can see from this screenshot, it's just a bunch of the same thumbnail and basically oh, the yeah. same video. Right. And this right. isn't like cherry picked over the course of her career. This is like her top six most recent videos. You got nine days ago, seven days ago, six days ago, five days ago, four days ago, three days ago. So, you know, the past six or so days of content. And it's just just the most lazy shit. Um, so he tweets those two screenshots with the, you know, sunglasses emoji, thumbs up emoji, heart emoji. Then she responds to that. She quote tweets that with, I'm going to have to start charging you 20% since you got your ideas from me. And then it's the little tee hee face. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, no. yeah, that that seems to 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 signify that she thinks Judge Jack's films is the main channel, which I find right. like that doesn't tie in too much with the overall thing. Like that's not that doesn't that, that doesn't have the biggest impact, but I find it very funny. I, to this right. day, I don't know if she knows that he has a whole separate YouTube channel with a couple million subscribers. But someone responded to that with you steal ideas at Stan loves you for real uh, at Stan loves you FR um, shout out to creators unlike unlike what Sniper Wolf does. Then she responds with 90% of what I upload are my ideas. People copy me and then people like you get confused and she posts that along with the screenshot. It's one of her videos from two years ago. Random acts of kindness that restored faith in humanity. Um, and then a Mr. Beast video. A Beast reacts video from one year ago. Insane random acts of kindness. You can see there's some similarities in the thumbnail. Um, hers, hers isn't as good. Um, you know what got, I find like, funny about one... those? You know what? what I find funny about those 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 titles? What do you find funny? I, I think it's funny that it's like clinically insane uh, acts of kindness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like this person is clinically insane. This They're act giving... of kindness has paranoid schizophrenia. Right, clinically insane, and they bought a thousand cheeseburgers and are just giving them out. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she points out, you know, Mr. Beast made a very similar video featuring the same TikTok and the thumbnail. I will give her that they those are very similar, but that just kind of that like, that proves yeah. Jack's film's point, which is reaction YouTubers are lazy and they only make content from other people's ideas. Right. If and anything, that proves too. him correct because it's not just her. It's a problem with the platform. She just happens to be, well, you know, today's example. One thing I find really rich about this, too, is that she's not, like, the only person who does this, obviously. Um, and she's acting as though, um, like, for some reason, she's different from everyone else when really there's no honor among, th among thieves. Right. Right? Yeah. I think Sniper Wolf makes the best example because, one, she uploads so often. There's so much material there. And also, she is the, the most egregious example. As, sorry, much, egregious? as much hmm? e egregious what egregious like she is like egregious e egregious e it's spelled with an e it's egregious Egr egregious egregious gavin man, i have limited time i have limited time man, on this i'm earth. getting egregious man i'm egregious hi i'm reginald egregious <laughs> i'm sorry trying to find Continue. the sound trying to find it it is <laughs> disgusting that's you. That's that's you right now. Yeah, is that me? Um, that is you. I am sweaty. I'm pretty sweaty right now. Yo. It is disgusting. It is. <sighs> At least I'm clean though. So, yeah, she she's the most egregious example. She's the most blatant when it comes to her content theft. Right. So I completely understand why Jax Films would single her out. She may not like it. I would take that as sort of a wake up call to maybe make better content. But no, she continued for months to do the same thing, and she never really improved. She's only just started to kind of, like, credit some creators in the video descriptions. But she's still making the same content. She has not changed. She has not taken this as an opportunity to grow or learn. But yeah, she 
Yeah, she like <clears throat> responded with some like schoolyard insults too. Like, this kind of progressed. Jack's films did a response, and then she responded to that. And I tried to find, I tried to track down some of these tweets earlier. I think she deleted all of her sort of insult tweets, but I do have a video from Jack's films that I will link in the description if you do want to, you know, see at least screenshots of those tweets. But yeah, I'll give a quick sample of what I'm talking about with these schoolyard insults. So this this video is uh, it's on Jack's Films channel. So it's a sniper wolf, yep. but every 10 seconds I read a tweet she sent me tonight. Hello friends, it's me. And today we're gonna try not to get uncomfortable. It's gonna be very hard. Can you make it to the end? This dude picking up quarters. Ew, a quarter. Ew, Five, another quarter. Oh. 10, okay. The only thing <laughs> that is funny about you uh. is your hairline. If your content was entertaining, it would reflect in your views. I just, I love the fact oh, he's counting. Is in my lucky mm -hmm. day. Oh, oh, that was somebody's spit. I think you're getting a little too excited. Like, oh, look at all this free money. 18, Somebody had 19, to humble you. 20, okay. Bro is stuck in 2013 and wonders why people don't think he's funny anymore. So yeah, it's just I a bunch mention, of stuff on that level. I, I want to mention, I don't think it's that he's stuck in 2013. I think he's just managed to hold on to his fans from 2013. Right. Like he's just he's good because he's got his niche. He's got his people. I no, think that's great. If anyone is stuck in 2013, it's the people that are still doing the same lazy format. Right. Anyway, I'm right. gonna let this play for a second while I get a, a quick beverage. But yeah, this this is useful. This does illustrate kind of you know the narrative and the point. You're gonna pick up a glob of spit, thinking it was gonna be a quarter. That's on you. Honestly, the best thing about having one of these sink traps... I'm gonna stop you right there. The best eight, thing about having one of those, nine, you just take the... Okay. Also, I hate bringing gender into this, but no one ever attacks the male React channels. Hmm. Let me just check something real quick. Okay. That's a dude. That's a dude. Okay, cool. But yeah, that's... That's kind of what, what went down at that point you know, sort of juncture in the narrative. Um, the feud continued for a little bit, you know, over the coming weeks and months. Um, and it kind of culminated, um, I believe last, no, I think it was uh, the, the 13th. I believe it was Friday the 13th. Very fitting. But uh, Sniper Wolf went to <clears throat> Jack's house. She went to his personal home. First, she posted on her Instagram story, should I go to at Jack's films? He lives five minutes away from my shoot. That was a poll on her Instagram story. Yes or no. And Jack uh, screenshots that tweets. So the sniper wolf just doxed me on her Instagram. Creepy, gross, violating. What you do is disgusting. You steal content and stalk YouTubers at YouTube. Demonetize this dangerous creator, quote unquote, or just get her off your platform. She posted an Instagram story right outside our home and deleted it. Now, I, from what I've been able to piece together, seeing, well, actually, I will uh, just continue this thread because it actually just talks about what I was going to mention. Uh, she literally posted a video of the outside of our house for all of her 5.6 million followers to see, then deleted it. In what universe do you think that's okay? In what reality do you live in where you think this behavior is justified? It's time to get her off the platform. She's no longer a silly creator that steals content, hee hee. She's a creep that stalks and threatens her critics. Nah, fuck that. Time to get her off YouTube. And uh, yeah, that definitely went 
more than a step too far. You do not take this kind of thing, you know, to the person's house. That is just incredibly invasive. It's a disproportionate response. It, you know, I, I feel like I don't need to explain why doxing is wrong. Uh, she went on to, you know, encourage other people to look up his address because she was like, well, it was actually really easy to find it. So, you know, anyone could Google it. Wink, wink. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's the issue of how how easy it was to find. That's yeah, the not that she went to his house. Yeah, no, that's her her uh, her sort of defense of herself was also, if you could imagine, incredibly lackluster. Um, I'm actually going to start sharing my screen again because I have more to go through. Sniper Wolf posted later on on her Instagram story, accusing me of doxing is defamation. I have no idea how to dox. He literally posted his address on Google and said I threatened him and doxed him. Because you did. Because she did. Because you did. Jack screenshots that and uh, posts. Uh, you posted a video of... You posted a video tonight of you outside our house for your 5 million plus followers to see. Well, my wife and I were inside. I can't make it simpler than that. If that's not doxing, why did you delete it? And, uh, yeah, definitely just playing dumb. Definitely just trying to find some way to give herself some plausible deniability. I don't think she was playing dumb. I think she's just actually dumb. Well, you think she's just actually dumb? See, yeah. this, is, this is why I set up a mic track for you. <laughs> Haley thinks that she, she just is dumb, which I can't really refute that. She doesn't strike me, and I don't mean to get into like personal insults, but she does not strike me as you know a high-level thinker or anything like that. But, um, yeah, so I could see why she would maybe not completely understand why that's a fucked up thing to do. <clears throat> but once it's pointed out, you can't really fight back against that. You just got to take the L. You just if you genuinely didn't know, you got to apologize. You got to say, right. my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't quite realize, you know, how bad what I was doing was. And uh, I was following this in real time. I saw it. Pretty much as it happened, I just happened to be up late that night. I couldn't fall asleep, and I checked my phone. I saw that Jack had tweeted that stuff, and I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck, she went to his house. And I was kind of keeping up to up with it, like up to the minute. Jack hasn't really been that vocal. He's posted a couple updates. He posted a video about the situation, basically just laying out what happened, saying that it was fucked up, calling on YouTube to do something about her. People have been assuming that he is going more the legal route and he hasn't commented much because he is consulting with lawyers and they're advising that him is very just wise. to stay quiet, which, yep. yeah. And I think it's in line with, you know, his personal character. I think he is a lot more strategic than Sniper Wolf. I think he's a, you know, he's an intelligent person. He's, he's going to be strategic about this. Meanwhile, she is running her mouth. Her and her sister have posted, you know, they, they've talked about it. Um, her sister was like, what, he doesn't know how to fight when, you know, when talking about her going to his house, like, oh, why was he scared? Doesn't he know how to fight? Clearly, you know, implying that they were there for a physical confrontation, just digging their hole deeper. You know what? This just reminds me, or I wouldn't say reminds me. This just makes me think about if Charles Manson had a YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, I just, this I is what everything he would do. right. <laughs> 
This is what he would do. He'd be like, Helter Skelter, gotta kill some people. I did everything right and they indicted me. Yeah. Now she... Yeah, Sniper Wolf and her sister have both been ridiculous. They posted a... I think it was her and her sister, but it, it was one of them was Sniper Wolf. And they posted like a picture of them on, on Sniper Wolf's Instagram story. And it was like, we show up at your house. What do you do? Like trying to make fun of the situation when they really are not in a position to do that. Right. But YouTube remained pretty silent on the whole thing. It took, I think, five days for them to even address it. Um, took about a week for them to do something about it. And I do... I do want to point out people like in the interim, like in the couple days after this, you know, the doxing happened, people were trying to like be like, hey, YouTube, if I were to go to someone's house in the wake of them criticizing me, what would happen? You know? Um, yeah. Oh, that's not the tweet. But yeah, I was going to say, um, I thought I didn't had. Didn't YouTube tweet something along the lines of like, wouldn't it? Would it be too meta if we did a reaction video and reaction videos? They did, and the community notes clapped them because they were like, "Hey, they're uh, they're defending Sniper Wolf with their right. with their silence, who uh, right. does lazy reaction content and went to a YouTuber's house with threats of violence." So there's no like there's no way that they didn't know about the situation, and I. I really question what motivated them to say that because it's they're clearly like it, it makes them look like they are referring to this situation. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. just they're getting too close to it without actually addressing it. But uh, I wanted to point out. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, people were like, hey, what would happen if I were to theoretically go to someone's house after they criticized me on YouTube? And they were like, yeah, doxing is bad. Even if it's off platform, check out our terms of service. So people were like, so why don't you do something about Sniper Wolf? Right. Right. They didn't really they didn't really respond to any of that. But this is not directly related to the Sniper Wolf situation. This is an unrelated set of circumstances. Um, but it does kind of show their double standard. So at the Hannah Tyson on Twitter, uh, tweeted at team YouTube, y'all literally demonetized me for no reason at all. Please fix your bots and build a better system. And please help me get remonetized. You guys put into your policy that it's okay to reuse content as long as it get, as long as it's got a huge change, which my videos did, but you don't, now, I don't know this person's content. I don't know if they actually were doing transformative content. That's beside the point. What I want to highlight is the response from Team YouTube. They said, uploading content from multiple sources or re-uploading someone else's content without adding your own original touch is considered reused content and isn't allowed for YouTube partner program. How about that? How about that? Describing exactly what Sniper Wolf does, saying it's not allowed for YouTube partner program, but they still continue to prop up Sniper Wolf and they still continue, you know, to put her on a pedestal, not just protect her, but put her on a pedestal as far as, you right. know, the platform goes. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it all sort of, uh, you know, it all, it kind of got closed out with this response from Team YouTube. This was posted on October 20th, and 
Yeah, this is exactly a week after the doxing situation, which was on October 13th. Saying they, they said confirming so, so Sniper Wolf has received temporary monetization suspension per creator responsibility policies. Off-platform actions that put others' personal safety at risk harm our community, and the behavior on both sides isn't what we want on YouTube. Hoping everyone helps move this convo to a better place. How about that? I see both sides. How about that? I see both sides. <laughs> I yeah. see both sides. On the one hand. You know, on the one hand, you have someone criticizing a fellow creator. And on the other hand, you have doxing and, uh, you know, going to their home. I think those are both equally bad. How about you? I think that's terrible. That's so fucked up. Uh, Community notes also, again, you know, clapped them. This is I just where where the fuck is YouTube's like communication team? I good God. Right. You know. Like, where, who did they? I, I swear to God, they they just like post shit, and they they don't run it through a communications major or something. Like, hey, given context of what's going on, you think this is appropriate? Yeah, and they'll just be like, "Fuck no!" I don't know if YouTube's no. ever been good at that. Like, I'll do it. Like, right. good God, right? Yeah, community notes. Um, they did uh, clap back at this with. So the sniper wolf has also been called out for allegedly sexualizing minors, which YouTube didn't address and it is against their own terms of service. And they, uh, they cite a bunch of different tweets. Um, I don't want to get too into that, but she did make a video, um, some number of years ago that was like, you know, chatting with people on Omegle and one of them, uh, an allegedly 16 year old girl flashes her boobs on camera and Sniper Wolf puts it in the video, albeit censored, but still, you know, by definition, the most by the book definition of sexualizing a minor. And what consequences have there been? You know, fucking nothing. nothing yeah. Jax Films did also tweet like a couple days before YouTube's response. Um, Oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Circling back to what I said earlier, um, someone, uh, it was like, it was at Finmeister, P-H-I-N-M-E-I-S-T-E-R, tweeted at Team YouTube, what, hey, what's your policy on if a YouTuber doxes another YouTuber? That was tweeted on the, excuse me, that was tweeted on the 14th. And then they responded, we don't allow harmful behaviors like threat and doxing. This resource has more about our harassment and cyberbullying policy. Also, if your face uh, slash personal info is shared, you can file a privacy complaint to request. And then there's there's more. Yeah, they have the time to address questions like that, but they don't have time to address an actual instance of it. But yeah, so they posted that a week later, too little, too late. Temporary suspension of monetization, basically a a slap on the wrist for Sniper Wolf. And then she tweets just the most fake feeling apology. She tweeted, there's no excuse for my actions. They really had a momentary lapse in judgment. So this was posted on, on the 20th. Sniper Wolf says, let me start by saying I'm sorry for my recent actions. It is inexcusable. Are you? I'm sorry to Jack's are. film. I'm sorry to Jack's film. Just the one 
sorry to Jack's film YouTuber, <laughs> YouTube, the entire creator community, and my incredible fans for not being a, a better example for appropriate conflict resolution. Jack's film. Well, we don't. Well, we certainly don't see eye to eye and have our differences. I am sorry for reacting the way I did when I should have taken the opportunity to show young creators how adults and professionals resolve conflict by communicating directly, respectfully, and privately, not for views or content, but a meaningful example of how conflict should be solved. I will reach out directly and hope we can find some time to connect and communicate respectfully. I'd also like... She's acting... Okay, I'm sorry. She's acting as though this is also a wrong... Like, as though Jack's films also did something wrong. Yeah, as if it's like a two-sided conflict. Right. No, Jack's films was doing his normal content and then you had decided to attack him. Yeah, he was criticizing her. All she's all she's like proven is that if you have a large enough audience, YouTube won't stop you. Yeah, that's been everyone's takeaway from this. It, they have shown repeatedly with this that if you have enough audience, if you make enough money for YouTube, they'll prop you up. They'll protect you even when you commit real crimes. And she closes up by saying, I'd also like to thank YouTube for holding me accountable I deserve it. But bitch, what? <laughs> I deserve it. Respect the decision and appreciate the opportunity to learn and grow from a true lapse in judgment. She used the line. She said the thing. They've had a serious lapse in judgment. She did the fucking Logan Paul line. I love it. Ah. <sighs> oh, but yeah, that uh, people have been speculating that that might be AI written. Like she might have used chat GPT for that and maybe, maybe difficult to prove, it, but like it comes off very I mean, disingenuous. I, actually, I don't think it was AI because AI would have caught the Jack's film thing. Yeah. If you're apologizing to the YouTuber Jack's films. Yeah. yeah you know, um, you know, I feel like she did that on purpose. I feel like that was a subtle dig. Like, hey, hey, I got your name wrong. Just embarrassing. Just, yeah, this is, this whole situation has made her look progressively worse. You know, I don't think this apology like, does anything for her image. So I, I challenge everyone to get a Webster's Dictionary and look up the definition for reprobate. Um, what is that? Uh, just Google it. Uh, you'll find a picture of SS, SS, uh, SS Sniper Wolf. Right. Reprobate, an unprincipled person, often used humorously or affectionately. He had to present himself as more of a lovable reprobate than a spirit of corruption. Except I don't mean it as... You don't mean it in the nice way. You mean it derogatory. I mean it like, you fucking reprobate. Yeah. Get off this goddamn platform. Yeah. Fucked up. Um, Yeah. Completely disingenuous apology. Uh, Feels very... It feels like it was written by a robot. Um, a robot? A robot. Um, yeah, my, I guess if there is a takeaway to be had here, it is uh, don't trust a corporation to do the right thing. Don't trust them to do the right thing, especially if it is unprofitable for them. It is infinitely more profitable at least in the short term, long term, this does completely hurt their reputation, but it is more profitable in the short term, which is what corporations worry about for YouTube to prop up sniper wolf, not remove her from the platform and continue to, you know, keep her as a sort of figurehead because she makes a lot of money because she posts clickbait for children. That is what she does. She, 
Yep. She is somehow yep. a worse version of Mr. Beast. That she, basically sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. She posts clickbait for children and it generates a lot of ad revenue for YouTube. I, mean, I would go as far as to say that like, yeah, maybe Mr. Beast is sensationalist in his, in his content, but he he's at least not makes, fucking, he's what? not fucking stupid. Yeah. He doesn't like, he won't pick fights with people. Seems like a genuinely, right? he seems like at least on a personal level, like a nice guy. Right. I mean, I just, I, you know, he seems like a guy who knows where to draw the line and knows where, how far he's willing to take something. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like that line for him is drawn very pragmatically and rationally. Yeah. Um, but like for fuck's sake, Sniper Wolf, what the, like, yeah, I'm not too like you... into Mr. Beast content. I don't think it's that me either. Great. Yeah. It is also kind of clickbait for children but at least he makes original content he has original ideas i mean whether you think did. they're good you know i mean he doesn't his whole he doesn't just play thing, a tiktok with no commentary and then his monetize whole that game thing was taken off of the tv show that's true but it, i think there is a difference between recreating something from a fictional tv show and just playing the tv show with no commentary and monetizing that you know, at least Mr. Beast created something there. At least he's not just re-uploading episodes of Squid Game. Like, there's I something actually, transformative there. I, I want to mention, this is kind of different, but he, when he was doing the, the Squid Game thing, he was doing the red light, green light thing, mm -hmm. and um, he there, a guy won by technicality. Oh, that's because great. Because Mr. Beast was doing the intro, and he's like, today we're going to do red light, green light. But one of the person, one of the people in the lineup, heard him say "green light" and didn't say "red light" to 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 stop it. So he just fucking ran and he won. <laughs> I love that. But one thing I like about, uh, and I'll I'll give respect to Mr. Beast for this. He let the guy win because it was a technicality that he didn't think about. Of course, right? And so I respect that. I'm like, cool. At least he's following his own rules. I like that. I find that respectable. Well, that that does also make for a better um uh, a funnier outcome right right for sure it is also, also just good real. for content right but also like that's genuinely real mm -hmm. you know and I, yeah. just, I think that i think it's funny and cool that is great uh, but i don't watch mr beats content just in general and i don't think he's i don't think i'm a part of this demographic so yeah but yeah i think you know in a you know overall I think the two YouTube segments we've done have sort of the same, uh, sort of the same takeaway, which is, yeah, that's what corporations are going to do. So, you know, don't expect them to act out of morality. They're going to protect their bottom line. And we see that with both of these instances, they are going to protect their ability to serve ads and they're going to protect their, you know, their golden goose. They're going to protect the person that brings right. in the ads. And I think it's kind of funny too. Uh, like PewDiePie, for instance, made enough money that he could just like fuck off, right? And like do whatever he wants. And I think it's so funny now. I don't think he's like monetizing his videos that he puts up anymore because he has enough money to like live forever. Um, and I might be wrong on that. You might want to fact check me on that. But um, I, I just care. think it's funny because I'll take PewDiePie that as gospel truth. Is kind of the YouTube golden goose, like the YouTube golden goose. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, he's just like, no, I'm done. I'm retired. See ya. I just think that's funny. I do. I do respect someone that can just, you know, kind of, kind of just cut the cord, kind of just remove themselves from the rat race. 
Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Love to see it. You love to see it. Love to see it. But yeah, um, yeah, I I do hope that Jax Films is actually pursuing legal action because I I do not want Sniper Wolf to get away with this. It sets yeah, an incredibly just, yeah. dangerous precedent. You know, not just that. You know, not not just on a YouTube level, but also like it just ruins sort of discourse. You know, it, it kind of puts it on the table that. Yeah, if you don't like what someone says about you, you can go to their house and not face any repercussions. Well, you know, I almost feel like there should be like more federal laws with regards to like new media content and new media influence. Um, yeah, because again, this is not acceptable behavior for someone with such a sizable, uh, sizable following, and it's kind of ridiculous that the legal argument that works to get out of lawsuits like this is um, I didn't tell anyone to do anything. Yeah. Even though you, you, you basically did for all intents and purposes you did. Yeah. Um, I do think sniper wolf will have a more difficult time making that defense for herself because she, she has doubled down so much. So that gives, you know, some level of hope just how sloppy she's been with this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Right, yeah. Best of luck to Jack's film. Yeah, best of luck, best my of friend, luck. to Jack's films. He's my friend. He is my Personally, friend. I know him. I have a very parasocial relationship with him. He loves me. That's great. That's great. I'm leaving. All right, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Hey. Thank you. I love you. Well, I, Bye. Wait, have a nice you, day. Oh, you're going to campus? Forgot. Dude, more like Cam piss. <laughs> I hate to say her, I, I, I hate to see her leave, but she was being loud in the background. <laughs> I like how you can only say that when she's gone. <laughs> I just I just don't want to make her feel bad, but she was like three feet away from me getting into her backpack, making zipper noises and shit. How dare she? How dare in she in her own apartment? I just feel um relieved that for the rest of the show. Um, I will not have to worry about how difficult it will be to edit if I choose to take out all the background noise. Right, right. Kinda, I was kind of feeling like... I am having trouble doing the show. How about it? How about it? Uh, anyway. Talking about other people having trouble doing it. Are you done with your thing? Yeah, so... I, okay. All right, before you get into it. So you got... The, the, the stories that you have contributed are uh, the House of Representatives drama. They're trying to find a, a speaker of the House. And yeah. just like last time, it is not going well. And oh, then we also sure. have the... The the person at the synagogue, Samantha Wolf, the, yeah, found dead. Uh, she, I saw, I saw a thing about it yesterday. I haven't really read up on it. She was found dead outside her home. Um, I seems thought, like an I anti-Semitic thought it was in attack. Her home. I the headline that I saw was she was found outside her home. Okay, but well, yeah. We'll so for the we, report then. how far in are we? We are close to an hour and a half in. So. How about this? Because I also have another news story to get to. Um, mine is about uh, fake lawyers in Kenya. I wanted to save. There, there's a twist there, and I want to save it uh, to get your live reaction on the show. But you can. <laughs> I will let it be up to you. You can choose which of these stories you want to get to uh, this episode and which two you want to push off for next week. Just for I'll the sake of time. 
House of Representatives one real quick. All right. All right. I will so, I will save the Kenya thing for next week because I I love it. I love the story. Yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know, currently the United States doesn't have a functioning legislative branch because we don't have a Speaker of the House. Uh, the uh, far right kind of MAGA section. Uh, yeah, MAGA caucus, we ever if had you will. a functioning legislature. Fucking got him. Got him. Because uh, the ultra right sort of MAGA caucus, if you will, of uh, Congress uh, did a, essentially a vote of no confidence to vacate uh, the chair, uh, which is the Speaker of the House. So Kevin McCarthy was booted. The person who filed that was Matt Gates. Uh, which I just I'm annoyed that anything that Matt Gates does sometimes works, even though like he has every right to file uh, a, a, a motion to vacate the chair. Um, it's just a bunch of coordinated, inauthentic behavior. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, uh, so this was all and probably illegal. This was all started when um, uh, the United States of America was trying to pass a budget uh, through the legislative uh, branch. Um, and the extreme right MAGA wing of, uh, uh, of the Republican party, uh, wasn't passing anything unless they cut all Ukraine funding aid. And I think it was also cuts in like some healthcare stuff, Medicaid, Medicare. Um, of course, Democrats that not being in their wheelhouse said, no, we're not going to pass that. Uh, Republicans, uh, who are more center, center, right. Um, uh, we're, we're saying that this is a. Uh, you know, this is a non-starter um, and will cost us our elections in the primaries if we cut uh, health care coverage. Uh, and so uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy made a deal with the Democrats to uh, to pass a, a budget until uh, the 30th or maybe 31st. I forget. I think it's the end of the month, uh, which is in approximately eight or nine days. Um and so uh, the deal was they'd pass a temporary deal uh, to fund the government until the 30th. In exchange, the Democrats uh, decided to cut uh, Ukraine funding for that for that amount of time. Well, wasn't um, the correct me if I'm wrong. I might be thinking of a different like rider, but didn't they make the uh, the Ukraine funding just a separate vote? I don't remember hearing that. Because that, that's um, what I've been hearing around it. it. The deal was they pass like the clean budget thing and then they just vote on the Ukraine stuff separately, which like that's going to pass. I think uh, I think for the temporary deal that that was for this specific temporary deal, it was to cut Ukraine funding. And that's yeah. what you're mentioning will come after once they figure out a budget, if they figure out a budget. OK, so it, um, it will be voted on um yeah. Like later. Yeah. It just we're we're not there yet, essentially. Yeah. Um, Which that's probably gonna pass. That has like bipartisan support. Hopefully. Um so so right, so uh Kevin McCarthy uh does a deal with Democrats uh to make a, a stopgap measure not a stopgap measure, but um uh, uh essentially to fund the government until the end of the month. Uh, so that they could work out a budget. Matt Gates didn't like that, so he filed a motion to vacate the chair. And then Kevin McCarthy was ousted for the first time in American history. Was ousted uh, uh, as Speaker of the House. So I think we should last... do it more. That's great. I think it's fun. <laughs> I like it's, how the okay. I like how British Parliament does it, where if you just look at someone wrong, they'll fucking oust you. Right. Um. Um. So. Uh. Uh. Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House, and uh, 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 we're, we're currently, for the last three weeks, have been 
in a non-functioning legislative branch of our government. Um, introducing uh, Jim Jordan, who was Daddy who, can who do started... no wrong. That's what exactly, I think about sure. him. Oh, good God, um, Jim Jordan. Uh, he is a one of the far right kind of MAGA. Uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives, uh, and he threw his, his hat in for the speaker's, uh, speaker's position. Um, he was met with a lot of resistance from the moderate right uh, because he he literally just wants to shut down the government. That's his whole shtick. He wants he to take that out. He wants to take all branches of government and wipe your ass with them. Sorry, continue. Literally, actually, though. Uh, I think even former speaker, oh God, uh, John Boehner called him a legislative terrorist. John Boehner? Because all he wants, John Boehner, he called uh, Jim Jordan a legislative terrorist uh, because all he wants to do is cut shit and shut down the government. That seems to be his, all, his whole fucking thing. I have noticed um, that there's weirdly no distinction in like certain aspects of ideology between like a far right Republican uh, sort of libertarian type and like an anarchist. They're somehow oh, yeah, pretty much. They're somehow opposite ends of the political spectrum, but they also like, you know, if you're, if you're like that far right of a Republican that you want to like cut all government spending, why are you not an anarchist and why are you in government? Right. Right. It's just, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around, it's especially kind of, because it's kind of the Ron Swanson they, paradox. Well, when they bring up like the million or their like reasons for like why government doesn't work, it's like, well, how about these million reasons why it does? Well, also right? a lot of the reasoning for like why government doesn't work, it's their fault. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like government doesn't run efficiently. Like yeah, maybe because you throw a wrench in the operations all the time. Yeah, uh, or maybe in the deregulation that they that they really aspire to to create. Maybe they'll profit from it. Right. Well, like, also, how many times do businesses fail? And how many times has the American government failed? You know, like, how, how many times has the government gone under? Uh, zero, zero times. It has, it has been standing for hundreds of years. And, yep. but businesses are more, they're more efficient, even though they um, fail a lot of the time. And then right. you got to make a new um, business to replace that, that business. But no, they're Rap, so much yeah. better than um, using the government. So right. much fucking uh, better. But Jim Jordan, uh, his team. This is this is, this was his game plan, and it's astonishingly stupid. Uh, his team uh, was trying to rally the whips, r- rally the votes together to get him uh, in into the speaker's position. I, if I'm not mistaken, it only requires a simple majority of Congress. Um, and uh, in this, uh, he he did. Uh, uh, they did three votes. To get him in as speaker. The first vote failed. He did another vote. The second vote failed. And then this third recent vote for <laughs> for a speaker. Guess what? Guess what he did, Alex? Guess what he decided to do? Guess what he thought would be a good idea? What did hold on, hold on. What did hold on? Hold on. Are you looking at the I'm, show notes? I'm, I'm looking. No, I'm looking I'm looking for a sound. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um say it again. Say the question Jim Jordan decide, do you know what Jim Jordan decided to do to try to get the votes together? I am having trouble doing the show. What did he do? <laughs> he threatened the wives of representatives. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, really. The rise of the no. Antichrist. no, he reached out 
and his team reached out to the wives of representatives in the Republican Party to ask why their husbands aren't supporting Jim Jordan as speaker and if they're prepared to be primaried. That is some really sick stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I'm, I think a part of it was like also death, death threats from like other people in the Republican Party. So, ooh-wee. Oh. Holy shit. Turns out. Turns out uh, uh, threatening the people that you need votes from doesn't work. Jesus Christ. Turns out that doesn't work. And so the third vote that they had, he lost more votes than he did the previous two times. I think I kind of get the strategy he's going for, you know, a bit of dick swinging, but not the time or the place. You're trying to you're trying to get people on your side. You're not trying to like flex power on them. You're trying to get them to give you power. Right. Fucking moron. He's just a fucking freak. I don't know. Um, The irony in all of this, though, the irony in all of this, I'm not sure for the two other votes that they did, but for the third third vote, Hakeem Jeffries actually got more votes than Jim Jordan. (laughs) Love that. Which I, no, he only needed like five more people to vote for him to become Speaker of the House. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, that is. Yeah. Um, obviously, this point yeah, wasn't there. Smart. The majority of uh, of representatives uh, in the House of Representatives are, are Republican. Um, however, it's uh, very heavily predicted that's going to change in the next primary because Republicans have only managed to almost shut down the government and now create a completely useless legislative branch. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see if Democrats can market that. Right. Um, and I think they will because uh, it's really easy to market that. Um, because it, it's just, obviously it's so, it's so clearly the Republicans fault. Yeah. Um, it does seem like, it does seem like Republicans are speed running a collapse of political party. Kinda. Yeah. Like they're Um, speed running political party collapse simulator 2023. Right. Um, so the funny thing is, uh, let me look back at the notes. Um, funny thing is Republicans in the house of representatives are blaming the Democrats for this, <laughs> for this debacle. Uh, cause actually, why, why I not? I have one for that. That's outrageous. Yeah. We got Joe Biden to thank for this. That's from yeah, my soundboard. Sure. Right. No. And it's so funny because their whole thing is like, Hey, you know, that other side, the other demo, that, that other political party that has no incentive to vote for anything that we want. Yeah, they they didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy. Now we're in this situation. As those they they completely forget the fact that it was the Republicans that filed the motion to vacate. Well, they're they're so useful. They're they're so used to um, you know, Democrats just kind of playing patty cakes and like going along with their obstructionism that they feel like if they do any kind of smart strategy and they like if they play politics at all, it's almost like unconstitutional. Like they're not allowed right. to fight back, right? Also, right. also, well, um, you mentioned their their whole deal or their whole brand, their whole brand or whatever. Um, their their whole brand is also, ladies and gentlemen, we are all domestic terrorists. Pretty fun. much, it's a fun um, one. Um, uh, I do want to mention too. Uh, there were some Democrats who uh were argu- arguing. I, I wouldn't even say arguing. More like. Just bring it up to Jim, uh, uh, not Jim Jeffries. Um, that's a comedian. Yeah. Jim Jeffries. Dude, can we get him to be the Speaker of the <laughs> can we House? Get Jim Jeffries. <laughs> that would be great. I played with um, a fucking dildo. I played with a fucking dildo with my brother. Uh, uh, that was terrible. That was. 
That was awful. That was not good. Yes, and that was yes, awful. And. <laughs> <laughs> it was a vibrator. Uh, some some Democrats in the House of Representative, Representatives were bringing up to Hakeem uh, uh, Jeffries that um, perhaps um, Kevin McCarthy is better than any alternative in the Republican Republican Party. Um, Hakeem Jeffries kind of wow. rebuttaled that by. Yep. Jim Jordan's kind of re- rebuttaled that by saying that uh, regardless, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, is in support of the insurrection that happened on January 6th. He thinks the U.S. government should have been essentially uh, overthrown, and he thinks that a coup should have happened. Now that right? You're talking about McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. He, I mean, even if he didn't believe that stuff, he still has to cater to that wing of the party. Right. He still has to, ca- to cater to the pendejo in their party. Right. And so um, put on top of that, uh, when Kevin McCarthy was trying to get the support to not be ousted, he went to Democrats and said, hey, who wants to vote for me? And they said, well, it depends. What are you, you going to put on the table for us? Give us pizza and he said, or give us death. That's essentially. They, that's what they said. And to which, to which uh, Kevin McCarthy said nothing. I got nothing for you. Uh, you just have to, you'll just, I'm better than any alternative in the Republican party for the Democrats and you just better believe it. Daddy can do no wrong. Right. So the Democrats seeing that there's clearly nothing here, uh, for them, uh, decided not to vote for Kevin McCarthy to save him. (laughs) Can you believe it? Or they voted to vacate the chair they voted for. Yeah. Uh, so Republicans are now saying it's the Democrats' fault because not a single Democrat voted to keep the person who refused to negotiate them to begin with. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, that's... Um, I, I, it's just rich. It's just rich. So, you know, we're waiting here now for pro- about uh, about another year and a half until next November um, uh, and, uh, until the primaries uh, so that the House of Representatives, Representatives will be probably flipped Uh Granted, a lot can happen in a year, so we'll see what what changes. But um, yeah, Republicans, not good luck. Y'all should be embarrassed. Y'all should be really embarrassed. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Uh, this is embarrassing. I I think the funniest outcome would be um, like a, a coalition of leftists takes advantage of the Republican Party's current. Uh, sort of decentralized collapsing state and just like gain a bunch of, uh, you know, positions of power within the party and then turn it into like the new left wing party, turn it into like the fucking people's party or some shit. I think that would be the funniest outcome. It would be, but in a broad sense, what this really is, it is, it's really just sad because at the end of the day, we still have legislation we need to pass. At the end of the day, we still need to pass a budget in the next Eight to ten days. At the end of the day. Um, that is my own sperm. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we're going to have, like, there's going to be a reckoning here, which will probably result in a government shutdown. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, just Republicans. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. If Get we're, your shit together. Yeah. If we're lucky, the government shutdown will only be... For one day! But we'll see. We'll see. We'll Let me see. make sure there's nothing else. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What are you gonna? What are you doing? Uh, What's your ass doing? What that thing do? I'm trying to see if I forgot anything. Do a fart. I'm trying to see if I'm trying to see if I forgot anything. No, I think we. I think we hit all of it. 
you know, just at the end of the day, if you're running, yeah. Also, uh, uh, Congress, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do. Th- I'll do it. I'll do we it. We will do it. Really. We will tag team the uh, job, dude. I I will. I, you'll be my vice speaker. The house. I'll be your anger <laughs> translator. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. There's one other thing. Um. Fucking what's his face? At the uh, end of the, the day. Interim, I'm out in Miami. Interim, ho. Hang on. I need to look up his name. The interim speaker of the house. Fucking that guy. Uh, interim. I think it's Iluma. Patrick T. McHenry. Uh, it's funny because it's a fucking 1800s people, ass name. Right. Uh, some people in the Republican Party are saying, hey, how about just this guy? The guy who was right behind uh, McCarthy. Right. Uh, he doesn't want the job. <laughs> he doesn't want the job. He's like he he's seeing this and he's just like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be crucified here. So right. uh, it's just it's just ooh. really it's quite the opposite of it is it is it is um but uh I'll do it yeah I'll do it if it pays I'll, well really, I'll do it Congress really I will if do it if it pays more than my I, current job I will do actually, it I don't think I'm old enough to do it I I'll, I think they'd be like I'll fucking do it <laughs> Yeah I don't think I'm old enough to do it but then again George Santos exists so Right just lie They'll believe I'm you. 35. We know that now. No, They'll I'm just, just a really young looking 35 year old. What? I'm a really young looking 35 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I moisturize. I- <laughs> no, you know, like once you reach a certain age, everyone that's younger than you, you can't really differentiate between ages. Like you don't know the difference like between a 13 year old and a 14 year old. Now, when you were that age, you like... You know, you know, like, oh, that's an older kid. But like as an adult, you don't know the difference. And along the same lines, when you are 80 years old, as most of Congress is, you don't know the difference between a 22 year old and a 35 year old. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. And I will die on that hill. And it is not you up for debate. In, I believe, believe in stereotypes. I believe. I. Yeah. No, I want to hear you say I, be- <laughs> <laughs> I believe in stereotypes. Great, we got it right here first, folks. <laughs> and when I am president, president. <laughs> if you if you can write your own name, okay, and you kind of know where you are, you're allowed to be Speaker of the House. Right, right. I approve this message. Well, the sad thing is, too, well, Jim Jordan just really wants the, the government to shut down, and it just seems like regardless of if he becomes Speaker or not, which he won't become Speaker, it seems very likely that the government's going to shut down if there's no Speaker of the House in the next 10 days. Yeah. Why doesn't he just join so, a terrorist organization? Because uh, they don't pay as well. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't. Same goal, though. Yeah. Toppling the American government. Actually, though, oh, like for re- that's what Jesus. he wants. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's fucked up. Anyway, um, I how what how are we doing on time? Okay, I am going to very quickly. This is like a two minute topic. There, there is not much to talk about here. This is it the Kenya Kenya lawyer fake thing? lawyer? So I guess Kenya has a problem with fake lawyers. Like there is there have been a number of fake lawyers in Kenya that have been caught. I have um. I have the Nigerian Tribune. I have an article from there. Uh, Kenya author- Kenyan authorities arrest fake lawyer who, guess what? Is Obama. Is, 
Yeah, he's Obama. <laughs> um, no, so so this guy, he stole the identity of a lawyer and proceeded to present himself as, you know, a genuine, like, attorney arguing in, like, Kenya's high court or whatever. And the the part that made me want to mention it on the show is he won 26 consecutive court cases. This is not a man with education. This is not someone who was certified to be a lawyer. This is not someone who went to law school. This is just someone that I guess is a smooth enough talker. I, you know what I bet it is? I bet even the jugs, judges are, are fake judges too. <laughs> No, and so they're just like, I concur. I yep. no, that is a fun Sounds bit idea. Me. That is fun, actually. I so before getting further into it, um, if you've seen the show Community, that's exactly what happened to Jeff Winger. He was a, a lawyer that didn't get he 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 was not he didn't take like the bar exam or anything. He was just kind of a smooth talker, and he like faked the documents. Um, that's exactly what we're seeing here. We're seeing a real life Jeff Winger, but yeah, I do love the idea of being a fake lawyer arguing a case in front of also a fake judge <laughs> <laughs> and each person is trying not to let the other person tell <laughs> that they're an imposter. I do love that. That sounds like a TV show, dude. That, they got a judge, like a, a lot, like, you know, the like judge Judy, make that like a, a thing. I, I want like a police procedural, but everyone involved at every step is uh, an imposter that faked their way to the job <laughs> and they're all just yes anding each other but right right it's just I feel an improv like, troop i feel like at that point you just got to give it to him you know he yeah. has clearly demonstrated uh, a level of skill that most people can only aspire to just don't even make him Was go to law twist? school just give him that's the twist he the oh, yeah the fake lawyer he, he won 26 consecutive court cases that's inspiring I think even the united states that's like suspicious that they would do like an internal review on that right well it's not like he faked winning those court cases like he went to court argued the case and won those 26 court cases wow like purely just innate skill you gotta respect that Shit. i think on sort of a systemic level it Kind of highlights how uh, our legal system is just, you know, our we who said our well uh, humanity, various legal systems that humanity has, you know, it's 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 not like a science. You just got to know, uh, you know, how to talk well. Judge, and what, judge, the vibes are off. What words guy, to say? You his know, vibes just not. He's tweaking. Uh, not really. To though. an extent. No, to an extent, though, court cases a lot of times are just vibes based, especially if you're Look arguing in front of a jury. It's just vibes. His, eye, his eyes twitching. I don't like it. Send him to jail. <laughs> or, or I mean, or more uh, historically accurate. Your honor. He's black. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically it. Like the fact that so many people were wrongly you know, accused and convicted of crimes, you know, in like racist ass counties like that just kind of shows that oh, a today. lot of it is vibes. You yeah. Know? And it's not like we fundamentally changed anything in, in that regard. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, kind of puts into perspective just how sort of unserious our institutions can be at times. Right. I think it's beautiful. I think this is a beautiful story. It's funny. Yes, it is. I, 
I like it. Just give him. Got, just give him the really certification. There. Just be like, you did good. You did good. Just give him the license. Obviously, mm-hmm. investigate him for identity theft because he did do identity theft. But right. let the talented lawyer work. Right. Let him yeah. cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. Anyway, we watched. I think it'd be funny if he was wearing a hat and he had a little lawyer rat on his, on his hat. Like a little <laughs> lawyer rat controlling him. It's like Ratatouille, but with law. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I like to think he's wearing a shirt that says, um, definitely a lawyer. Um, but yeah, anyway, I can, I can law, I can law. Anyway, we watched a TV we show this week, technically a TV show, which made me feel feelings it made you feel. Yeah. So the we first watched time since 2013, we watched over the garden wall and, uh, I've seen it a few times. It's kind of a Halloween favorite between me and Haley. And, uh, I, this was your first time watching it, right? My first time watching it. And, uh, uh, one thing that is like an itch in my brain about it is there's so much still left kind of unspoken about. Oh yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of cracks that just were intentionally not filled because it's supposed to draw you in. And I like that. I think that's really good. And when it's done in a very artistic way, it's super cool. Um, I like how the woodsman, that's, that was his name, right? The woodsman. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd's Um, character. Yeah. Well, the whole story, like most of the story was like, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And then turns out he's not the bad guy. He's just a victim of the bad guy. Yeah. And I just, I love he has how, those like sus vibes the whole time. And it's like, right. you, well, you don't know who to trust. Right. Even he himself I, says, don't trust anyone. Right. Um, and, and so I just think it's funny how, like, especially when they're in that, that one house with the, with the girl who has to listen to the bell. Oh Yeah. And it turns out she's the one who's actually eating. Like her, her aunt, her fake aunt. Yeah. Um, Auntie whispers. Uh, Auntie whispers eats people, but 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 she does too. Right. Well, does does whispers actually eat people? She's. I think she's just an old woman. I think, think she just happens to be an old woman. Huh. No, it's the it's the girl, like the demon inside her or whatever. That's the well, problem. Right. But one and like thing you, I don't you think that she's just being held cap ca- held captive by this lady, but. No, like the lady, the old lady is actually like, there's, there's something there. Like she actually does need to keep working or else she'll succumb to like the demon or whatever. But it's, I just find it funny because, um, she, she's like, watch out for her. She'll eat you. And it's like, you could just expel the the demon by ringing the bell. Right. Well, they kind of had to figure out that you can do that. But I feel like that should have been like, how does she not know that? Right. Well, it's. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, I wish for I infinite just, I, wishes kind of work around. You know, I, I think it's a part. I think it's a plot point and it's supposed to show how like not like though there are some people who have aspects of trustworthiness. Generally, they're not trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. I like that. How that fits. Well, you know, it's it's complicated. No one's purely good or evil, you know? Right. So we need to invade Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get their oil. <laughs> They have yeah. weapons of mass destruction or something. Right. Um, but now what you said about the, um, all of the loose ends, like you don't know everything about like the world and stuff. I think it kind right. of harkens back to a more sort of classical period, uh, sort of a time before world building, you right. know, it feels right. like now every, 
you know, every new original piece of fiction, everything with like a new sort of fictional world, it feels like they need to painstakingly explain every bit of the lore. And like, if you don't know something about how the world works, that's a flaw somehow. Right. And I think this harkens back to a time where you could just be like, yeah, there's a magical land here. Um, this is a guy that lives there and he knows a little bit and that's all you're going to find out. Well, you know, and I, I think it's really neat how that, how that world works because it's like, um, like for instance, society has made it to all points of the globe, but you haven't. Right. Yeah. And so, especially today where you have technology, where you can just know everything. Um, I like how in this, in this show, it, 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 it shows a world where like, you know, that a place exists. You just don't like, as, as far as you're concerned, every aspect of that area is a loose end. Yeah. I do also like how they don't explicitly say whether or not the whole thing was a dream. Right. You could read right. it either way, really. Yeah. And I, I um, appreciate that. I like the open-endedness of it. It leaves a lot up to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know, I really like the, the, that point at near the end where uh, he has... Like, fucking Warp just figures it all out. I just love it. He's holding the lantern, and he's just like, yeah, this has his daughter's soul, but you seem to be more obsessive about it than he is. Yeah. It's like it's almost like your soul's in here, and the, and the evil demon guy freaks the fuck out because he's been found out. And then the, the woodsman is like, wait, what? Hold on. Like, I, I've just been keeping him alive? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I that love was, that. That was uh, a good, you know, sort of twist. I did like that. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's so interesting how the, at the beginning of the movie, or movie, the beginning of the TV show, the the demon is, is shown as, like, being an entity that holds literally all the cards. And by the end of it, you realize that it's an entity that holds no power. Yeah. Except for its ability to manipulate people. Well, the the beast's, like, power level, if you will is very similar to like what I said about the world building. You don't know until you know, kind of, if that makes any sense. Like you don't, that makes sense. You don't have to know everything about the world in the same way. You don't have to know everything about the beast power level. He's just this mysterious thing that you're learning about in real time. Yeah. It's it's so cool. And I just love um, how, like, especially uh, as a viewer, that dramatic irony of like, you know a little bit more than the than the main characters, but also or maybe you catch on much. to things quicker, right? Like for instance, I knew the gorilla was the was the that teacher's husband yeah. or boyfriend. I mean, like, they, I knew they that. kind of imply it. It's it's a it's kind of foreshadowed. Uh, did did they explain why he did that? Yeah, he like joined the circus to make money so he could like provide for her, and then he got like stuck in the gorilla suit and he couldn't get out. And he was trying to like oh. chase her down to like explain the situation, but she was like, "Oh fuck, it's a gorilla! I'm gonna run away." Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that's that. great. I liked. I also I, I love the imagery of of all the little animals dressed in the school outfits, trying to you know mm-hmm. going to school and learning stuff. Yeah, I like that. It's adorable. It is the um, whole show would, is just adorable. It has that sort of vaguely is. Victorian feel to it, right. but like it has a bunch I, of. Uh, it pulls from a lot of different time periods and I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the idea too, that um, like, especially in horror, sometimes the scary thing is the thing you don't understand. Yeah. 
right? And so I love, um, and I, I hate to be like, it's just like in Star Trek. I hate to bring back that that theme, but you know, horror isn't. Um, what, how am I going to phrase this? Um, it's not. Fuck! What was I saying? I'm sorry. The, the, I just the scary fart. thing is the thing you don't know. Is the thing you don't understand, and getting out of that headspace of like, you know, it's not scary. You just don't understand it yet. Yeah, which you see paralleled I, with Wirt's. Um, you know, Wirt wants to, you know, tell Sarah how he feels, but you know, he's oh, scared dude. of what he doesn't oh, know. He doesn't so, know how she's going to react. I loved that. And, yeah, and like um, what he goes through in the in, in the unknown kind of sets him up for, you know, reevaluating how he interacts with other people mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, it, it leads to self-improvement. And I and I really appreciate how they tie that all together. Mm-hmm. And I also really love the his, his brother's attitude with everything, because at the end of the day, they ended up in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. The only difference is Wart was annoyed and pissed off most of the time. And his brother was just going with the flow. Yeah. Um, Completely different approaches I, to the same situation. Right. And especially with, with Wart, like, giving Sarah the tape, um, coming at it from that, like, I hate to be, like, like stoic perspective, but, like, you can only control what you can control, so don't worry about the things you can't control. hmm Right? And so, what's his brother's name again? I'm so sorry. Greg. <laughs> Greg? Yeah, the little brother. His name is Greg? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was, I don't, I don't know how I missed you that. You thought it was going to yeah. be something weird like Wirt? Something whimsical or something. Let but, me, I, um, you're gaslighting me a little bit. Let me. I don't. I don't. Let me make sure. I'm 99% sure. Um, let's see. Where are they? Yeah, over the garden wall. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Greg. Gregory. Okay. Um, you know, Greg, like he cut through all of the worry that Wirt had of like, Listen, we have, like, when Sarah had the tape and Wart was like, we need to get this tape back. And he's just like, well, why, why don't you just ask her out? Like, it's already, you've already, right. you've already, like, flipped the switch here. Like, you might as well just go balls to the walls. I, I mean, regardless, if you think the answer is going to be no, then what do you have to fear? Right. Well, yeah, Greg kind of <laughs> sees through the, like, the middle school bullshit. You know, it, right. it's kind of, like, he has sort of beneficial naivete. You know, right, like he, right. he isn't really in that world like, like Wirt is. He isn't, you know, a, a middle schooler or a high schooler, however old they're mm-hmm. supposed to be. He's just a kid new to the world. And he's like, he just, he cuts through the bullshit and he's like, if you like her, why don't you just ask her out? Right. That and it's like, makes the most sense. It, it is the right. straight line connecting these two points. Right, and especially because Wart was like, "Oh, this other guy's gonna ask her out," and Jason oh, Thunderburger he has everything. Jason Thunderburger, hey, and he's just Sarah. like, well, "Hey, Sarah," and it's so clear she's not into him. <laughs> it's so I funny. Just, that's I remember the first time like I saw that reveal that that's the guy that he's worrying about. <laughs> yeah, hey, Sarah, hey, Sarah, you wanna um, go to the graveyard? <laughs> you can hold my hand if you want there's a, a ghost right behind you uh, just kidding just kidding <laughs> uh <laughs> but um you know i don't but like it's such a great like it's such, it rhymes so great with the with the whimsical plot where it's like technically jason thunderburger is 
is like the demon, right? I love that you called him Jason like, Thunderburger. I whatever. <laughs> uh, he's like the demon, right? To in Wart's mind, right? When right. it comes to like wanting to be with Sarah, and um, <laughs> him being the same as the Beast, or being a parallel for the Beast, is a very that's very funny to me. Well, it's yeah, it is funny because when you realize, like plot wise, when you when you add up everything, the demon had no power. Yeah. He only he only has as much power as you believe he has. Right. Uh, Same thing goes with Wart's perspective of Jason Thunderburger, um, where he he just wants to give up because he doesn't think he can add up to to him. Yeah, he severely underestimates himself. himself. Right. So, but he never gives himself the time of day to to try. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just it's easier not to try, but you also. You know, you're stuck stagnated and you, right, you never improve if you don't try and you feel like you right. can't try because you haven't improved. Yeah. And it's so interesting that like that unwillingness to try is not from a pragmatic way of thinking of like, I've evaluated everything I can control and I've decided that this would not be in my best interest, but it's from a place of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Even right? though he it's has everything a- to gain, he still feels like he doesn't. You know, he does he doesn't shape up. Right. And it's interesting because he just totally shoeholes is that the word shoeholes is pigeonholes way into two choices that have the same outcome. Yeah. Right? Where at least with one choice you have a possible outcome where she says, Yeah, I'll go out with you. Right. And then the other one where you don't even try, you get nothing. Yeah. Worst case scenario, if he asks her out, he's in the same spot that he would be if he didn't ask. And I just love how how Greg just just like well then ask her out then like beat Jason to the punch. Yeah, it does also feel like sort of um, you know sort of a modernized version or sort of a a response to how love interests have historically been shown in media. You know, like the girl next door that doesn't notice you or whatever, or like the popular fucking cheerleader or whatever. Like usually. Right. You know, it seems like women in these stories are treated as these like unobtainable objects that you have to prove your worth to, or you you know you have to you have you have to earn. You know, almost like a like a trophy, almost like chivalry, right? But this seems like sort of a response to that trend. You know, where it it depicts Sarah as just another kid. That's right. What she is when you get down to it, she's just another kid at this school she's just a person that with her own thoughts and feelings and motivations and wants and desires you know she's not something that Wirt has to prove himself worthy of she's not you know disinterested in him until he shows that he's a badass she's just a person you know that has an interest in this other person and i i that that feels you know refreshing after you know such a long history of of romance and love being treated as like you know like a quest you know something that your life builds towards it's just it's a part of life like making breakfast is a part of life right right i think this this show really does a good um job at illustrating how um especially when you're trying to get to know someone you shouldn't put them on a pedestal that you can't reach exactly yeah you should and if you're interested in someone, just remember they're a person just like you are. 
Yeah. You know, all of the embarrassing stuff that you do, they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of your insecurities, all of your worries, they probably have a very similar thing going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that... um so I, I've been told by the therapist that I've talked to <laughs> that people who who think kind of like what how Wart thinks, like in terms of the multiple losers. variables. Right, well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, that people who think complicatedly like that are usually really smart. It's just that they are taking to account they they attribute a simple solution to too many variables. What do you mean? Is oh, so like like. There are a machination of variables that Wart is thinking about when it comes to uh, being with Sarah mm-hmm. to the point where he just assumes that he can't change all those variables. Therefore, he cannot be with Sarah. Oh, yeah. Right. And when you put that into a different context of like trying to figure out someone's motives instead of trying to like gain something, um, you get a result like Wart figuring out that in the lantern is actually the beast's soul and not the the woodsman's daughter's soul yeah right thinking maybe a bit more holistically right when you when you take out the panic when you take out the fear you're left with a very concise uh very very drawn out way of thinking that i i think was really well illustrated in this in this show and by the end of the show women are throwing themselves at me (laughs) pretty much yeah pretty much that's it um yeah, just the the whole thing is great. Uh, it has, you know, the aesthetics going for it. It has incredible music, but it is uh, just a good story. It's a good, you know, self-contained, simple story. Um, did you, by chance, watch, uh, Tome, I think it was Tome of the Unknown? The, uh, the I short... didn't, unfortunately. Well, okay, so you can probably find it on YouTube, but um, I bought the DVD for the show, and... It, one of the special features was the short story that the show originated from. Um, and that's, you know, I think that is definitely worth watching if you liked the show. Yeah. It's, I think, a lot less well-known. But yeah, it's got a very similar sort of lighthearted, like, hey, you know, we're just living life kind of kind of vibe to it, you know? Like, nothing right. we do here is too serious. Just have a good time. You know, if you meet a gal, tell her you like her, and she'll probably, she, she might like you. You know, and uh, unless she has a boyfriend, unless she has a boyfriend, in which case, do not bother her. If she right. says no, right. that is that's the end of it. Okay, that's it. That is it. Have some dignity. Have, Have some dignity. Some, if you don't respect her, at least respect yourself. But yeah. please respect her. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Overall, I would say uh, best movie ever. Technically, not a movie, but uh, yeah. Good I show. mean, even Great though show. it's not a movie, I'm still gonna say best movie ever. They Definitely should just make an edit. Best. 10 episode miniseries on Cartoon Network ever. Oh, also the soundtrack, dude? Fuck. Best soundtrack in the world. Oh, that's such a great... Potatoes and Molasses. Like, melody. That's a banger. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> also the... I think it's at, I think it's in like the last episode or two. The one about like the ships in the on the winding river or whatever. Ships in the night. Right. That one. Very short song, um, but very good wish there was a longer version of it but it's like 30 seconds yeah but yeah great they should just make a they should just uh stitch all these all these episodes together and make it one big movie i mean that's kind of how it feels when you watch it start to back or um, 
Yeah, start start to finish anyway. Start to back. Start to back. Yeah. Start to back. It's like that show. Start to back. Start 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 start, 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 start to back. <laughs> it's just like Star Trek. <laughs> well, uh, Star Trek has vowels in it too. Yeah. Anyway, best movie ever. Best um, movie ever. Now next week, you mentioned this to me uh, a couple days ago. You want to start. Um, you want to do a run through of the Star Wars um, pentology as we are choosing to right. view it. Although I think since we we've already watched basically a movie that's broken up into multiple episodes, I think we should watch um, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Um, it's kind of the same format as as Beyond the or, uh, Over the Garden Wall. Um, I thought it was more like episodic. It. Does it have an overarching narrative? I mean, yeah, the over overarching narrative is the Star Wars narrative. It just fills in some gaps. Um, okay. But it's like the, the so how many episodes is it? I think 15. 15. How how long but are they're they? They're about 12 15 minutes. Let me Let me see um let me get a let me get a uh, glance at this the episode list. Um Tales of the Jedi says there's 6 episodes and they are 15 oh, minutes a piece. I stand corrected. Yeah. Okay. So about the same as Beyond the Garden Wall. It's like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. And it's over the garden wall. Uh, over the hedge. Over over the hedge. I kept the hedge. here's a bit of behind the scenes. Um, every week leading up to when we when when we record, I accost Gavin a few times and I ask him, "Did you watch the movie?" He says no. And I say, do you remember what the movie is that we are watching this week? Sometimes he knows it. Uh, sometimes he says, uh, over the hedge? We're watching over the hedge? <laughs> and then I have to say, yes. no. No, we are not watching that. Also, I have limited time on this earth. Don't yeah. we all? Don't we all? Um, so yeah, Tales of the Jedi, six episodes, 15 minutes each. So that's like an hour and a half. Six times... A- Quarter, yeah, yeah, an hour and a half. Um, so yeah, that's doable. All right, we can do that next week. Star Wars: Tales of the Jedi. Um, now, I do, I do still like the idea of going through the Star Wars movies machete order. That's yeah. four, five, two, three, six. Um, we might have to push that back to like January though, because I you mentioned that you wanted to do those consecutively, and I do want to i don't mind if we do it machete order i really don't yeah i know i just mean like each week we do like we just continue with that with the okay. with the movies yeah. i know you wanted to do it like that but the timing of that i if we start that after next episode i don't know if that'll work out because in december i do want to do like christmas themed stuff i just like to keep it with the uh with the seasons just Sounds um, good. personally it helps yeah. me get into the holiday mood um hey you're the you're the host yeah i'm the, i'm the fucking overlord here yeah man women are you're throwing the demon themselves in the forest me. that's me that's women are throwing themselves at me because i'm overlord of the show so anyway we will we're gonna shelf that we're gonna put that on the back burner but i do want to do that you want to get to star wars and we do it in machete order sounds like a planorama all right so anyway do you want to get to recommendations of the week i'd love to all can right. i pee first i need to pee all right, yeah, we will take a very quick um, pee break, and I might pee break. 
I think I might also make it a I'm making a beverage break. Quick that sounds beverage. like a plan. All right. But anyway, dude, that guy won 26 consecutive court cases. <laughs> I am so Shit. amused by that. I love that. I, I love that funny. for him. Anyway, um, so Jake actually told me, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, I don't know if he is busy right now. Let me see if I can get him onto the call. Hold on. All right, I, I pinged or I pinged um, Jake in the Discord chat to see if he wants to come on uh, onto the call and promote his new video. But he has a new video that he's working on, and it's going to be out soon. I will let him mention it. Anyway, um, have you heard of the show Detroiters? No. You know Tim Robinson, right? He did the show I Think You Should Leave. You might recognize him if, 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 you, if you see him. Are you going to pull up a picture of him? I'm going to look it up. He, look he's up. like... He's like in memes and stuff because like he's done a lot of like I think you should leave has had some memes spawn from it. But oh, I okay yeah no I know I know of him yeah. yeah. So he did a show called Detroiters in like I think there were two seasons in 2017 and 2018 respectively. And Haley and I started watching it together. She I, she actually likes it more than I thought she would, which makes me very happy. Um, but it has. You know, if you know Tim Robinson, you know his sort of, you know, surreal vibe, you know, with I think you should leave. Um, that has a very sort of surreal vibe to it. Detroiters has that same sort of DNA, but it's a bit more grounded. It's about the so it's like a fail son of this guy that owned an ad company, like an ad agency and his friend. And they are like trying to run this business that like you know this guy's dad built up but they're just kind of morons like they're competent <laughs> at their job but you know, not too competent are they like strategic morons no they're just morons and it just happens to ah. work out for them a lot of the time uh but yeah the um Haley and i think that they like them two together because they're like best friends in the show they have the same vibe as like spongebob and patrick yeah, dude. <laughs> Except funny. one of them isn't weirdly malicious like Patrick is sometimes. R right. But that's right. a whole other conversation. That dude gets mean. He do. He, he do. do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about their sort of misadventures, trying to gain, you know, trying to gain clients, trying to keep clients, you know, personal stuff too. Um, it's just very funny, very funny show. Takes place in Detroit. They actually film it in Detroit. You can, I mean, if you've been around the city, you know some of the landmarks that show up in the uh, in some of the shots, like some of the establishing shots. Um, it just, you know, it just looks like Detroit. It doesn't look like they filmed it in L.A., but like said that it was in Detroit. You know, um, I like it. Um, I have a video from Strange Eons called "How Slenderman Became Real," and it's sort of a, uh, you know, it's it's kind of about the history of Slenderman. How much do you know about the whole situation? Like the uh, whole history I, of I him? remember it being a big deal in like 2013 and then some girls try to kill another girl to get to Slenderman's mansion or something. Yeah. And it became like mainstream but like bad mainstream. Um and then it kind of died off. There was like a movie about it that was really shitty it from what was I heard. It was really shitty. You know, I'm going to call Jake. And if he doesn't want me, if he doesn't want to talk, he is welcome to decline the call. I just don't want to bother him. But, you know, right. if it is bothering him, then he doesn't have to answer. 
Yo, what's up, Alex? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, you want to plug your video? We're doing recommendations. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got a video coming out. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this Wednesday, but it might be a little bit later. Some things kind of got things kind of got delayed with shooting, but I'm hopefully, so it might be, it might be out by the time this episode goes up. Oh, okay. Cause this is coming um, up on, this is going up on Friday. Oh, sure. Uh, basically it's a video on, uh, how I lost 50, uh, 50 pounds by playing video games. So, you know, primarily me doing ring fit adventure and pump it up and kind of dieting and such. So it's about like your That's journey right. with that. What was that now? Sorry? It, it's about like your journey with that, your experience. Yeah. Yep. Basically, basically, uh, yeah, basically my journey was trying to, trying to lose, uh, lose all that weight. In addition to, um, I throw a little bit about, um, like the history about like DDR and kind of pump it up and kind of how they were really, really popular in the early 2000s kind of died out, but started to get a little, you know, more popular now. Um, in addition to, uh, Oh, what else? Um, yeah, also kind of talking about um, Midwest Fur Fest a little bit because that's how I kind of got introduced to pump it up in a big way, which was nice. my major my major thing for losing weight loss. So that's great. I like um, I like the idea of gamifying, you know, personal health. Yeah, because it makes it it makes it a lot easier to lose weight when you're doing something that you actually enjoy and you can actually see improvement on, not only for yourself but for like for the game as well. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and you're not like just, you know, chasing a number on a scale. You are playing a game and you happen to be improving your uh, your physical well-being. I think that's real cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, Can also, I ask you quick something? Question. Yeah, sure. What you got, Adam? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just curious. Um, so, like, for instance, I, I road bike for exercise generally. But I also do it not just for the exercise, but just for the the mental clarity after the bike ride because like it's good for your mental health. How has mm-hmm. uh, the whole uh, gaming uh, exercise uh, been for your mental health? Um, hmm. I, haven't, I haven't really done a whole lot for for my mental health. Um, well, I, I don't know because because it's kind of something that I can improve on, and I guess quote unquote show off when other people come over. Um, right, right. So, um, I guess, I guess in that aspect, um, but I guess I think the mental health portion of it kind of came from losing all the weight in addition to continuously, as of now, continuously keep the same weight and eat whatever I want and play and continuously improve. That's great. I love So, so knowing, knowing that I have a, have a continual goal to improve myself both kind of physically and um, you know, game wise. That's neat. That's great. Yeah. I look forward to it. How, how close is it to being done? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I do, um, I do still have to listen to that sample that you sent me and I, I will, I will do that after we're done recording. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So as of now, everything has been recorded, uh, both, both sound, audio, video, everything has been, uh, gathered, organized, um, I started editing it a bit last night, and that's kind of the nice thing about how I'm editing this is uh, even if you say, hey, this isn't mixed properly, I can still go back and mix it, and it won't mess up the reco- uh, the, act- the video that I'm currently working on hardly at all. That's great. So well, I, I look forward so don't to feel, it. Don't feel like, yeah, for sure. So don't feel with you kind of not getting around to it immediately that um, 
uh, that, that you're feeling like you're putting me behind all. So oh yeah. Don't worry about that. You're, you're using resolve, right? And you're like mixing it in, in software, not like in audacity. Correct. Yeah. I'm using, yeah. I'm using a DaVinci resolve to mix it. And then I am editing it in a totally legal and legit copy of premiere pro. Of course. Of course. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, um, so I can put oh, that quick, off for another couple days then. <laughs> quick question for you, Alex. Uh, Cam is asking if walkabout is still on the table for tonight. That is, and I was going to ask you about that. Would you like to play too? Uh, unfortunately not because I, I, I'm actually cleaning my apartment up a whole bunch because uh, <laughs> I'm actually cleaning up my apartment a whole bunch because we have Wipe a session coming them. in on Tuesday. What are you doing on Tuesday? Uh, we have we have uh, inspections on Tuesday, and oh. I've been I've been kicking the can down the road for the whole video thing. So I want to start really really start to focus on it because I think last night I only got about halfway through like the intro before uh before i was like i'm too tired i can't work on this shit no more yeah mandatory penis inspection day does get in the way doesn't it yeah it does kind of <laughs> unfortunately but it's nice to have a partner kind of help you with that too oh for sure yeah they can like hold it up while they examine the bottom um anyway oh, yeah. so yeah i will be on walkabout um within the hour okay all right. Uh, All right. Thank you for plugging the video. Uh, enjoy your evening. Good luck with inspections. Yipper, I'm just hoping that they, they don't increase the rent too much. Uh, they will. Don't worry. They yeah. will. Yeah. Uh, we, haven't bo- we haven't bothered her a whole lot. So and we basically fixed everything on our own. So hopefully she'll only raise it by a little bit. Last year was only 100 bucks. So. Mm. All right. Well, see you later, Jake Gator. See you later, Alex and Gavin. Oh, thank you. It was nice, nice talking to you, Jake. Yipper. See ya. The beginning of the rise of the Antichrist. So anyway, Slenderman uh, video is about the story of Slenderman. Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting story. I mean, it's it's an interesting bit of internet lore because you can very easily trace the beginnings of different creepypastas i mean they're they all originate from time stamped posts on the internet right which are yeah. extremely well archived and we know how slender man came about it was you know from a series of edited photos that were responding to a prompt on the something awful forums but it just spawned a life of its own people came to the uh, the belief that you could summon slender man into reality if you believed in him hard enough and that's how we got to stuff like those girls sacrificing their friend to slender man to like join his TikTok house where I guess he also <laughs> lives with Jeff, Jeff, the killer and like yeah, a bunch of Mr. other Beast. and Mr. Beast other, you know, other eldritch horrors like Jeff, the killer and Mr. Right. Beast. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting video. Oh, I feel like I had other stuff to recommend. I have actually do have a, I have a recommendation. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were going to talk about, uh, um, start, uh, start to back. Oh yeah, actually. Let's though. talk about start, start to back. <laughs> uh, so I've been watching Star Trek Lower Decks. It's a really great Star Trek show. Um, it's animated. Uh, it's kind of adult animation, if you will. Um, it's filled and, with violent crime and, and sexual innuendo. Um, Sometimes and, they make pee pee. Yep. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for now. Go on. Um, uh, it's an adult animated show uh, for, about Star Trek. Uh, and it's great because it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like a lot of Star Trek shows do, 
um, while also poking fun at the franchise at times. Um, and I just think it's a great light-hearted version of Star Trek uh, that even if you're not a Star Trek person, uh, you can watch and still get enjoyment from. That's great. Um, lately, it's been kind of on a lull, uh, for me at least. Uh, so they they at least in this third season that they're on, they have like multiple story arcs that happen consecutively, but nothing that's like an overarching story, story plot storyline. Um, which means like in between these, these consecutive arcs, um, they have just like one-off episodes that I'm just starting to find to be kind of boring. Mm. And it, you know, uh, I still love it. I still love the show, but like, there's no like, overarching goal it's more the characters talking about how they're characters and do you think it's do you think they're trying to sort of chase that uh that sort of adult animation market you think they're trying to be like other adult animated shows because it seems like the trend is they get stupider and sillier and raunchier just for the well, sake right, of it and they're trying to chase the like cool a certain type of viewer but they don't even have to chase that. That's the thing, because Star Trek in and of itself is kind of like that. So, uh, you know, I, it seems like they're riding a wave, but like each time they get on the wave, they get off the wave. Yeah. And it's, it's like, just, just it's stay a bunch on of... it. Corporate communism. It's a bunch of that. Sure. Yeah. It's that. I thought you said you were done, you son of a I bitch. Was, I said I'm done for now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I am having trouble yeah. doing the show. But great show. I love it. Um, what else? I actually did have a, a good suggestion, but now I forgot. So thank you, Alex. Were you going to look around the room and... Uh... No, it was actually something, and I forgot it now. Should've so should have written it down. I know. I'm a fool. How about this? Fool. How about this? Um, how about this? You remember it, and then say it. How does that sound? Sounds like I'm trying. Um, <laughs> what was it? I can't even, because then you brought out Lower Deck. What was I thinking about, Alex? Oh my God, dude. Give me back my thoughts. <laughs> no, I <laughs> took them. <laughs> Fucking took them from you. No, really though. Dude, your, your audio thing is legitimately making me forget things. These people are perverts. What a pervert. <laughs> anyway. 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 Do you, anyway. What category was it? Was it a show or a movie? I don't remember. You, you kept on using the, the soundboard and I can't remember now. L, L plus ratio. <laughs> um, I'll talk, I'll, I'll mention briefly a comic that I read the other day. Um, I picked up this neat uh, foil variant cover for Immortal Thor number one by Al Ewing. Um, I started his Immortal Hulk run from... Uh, Went from like 2018 to 2020, I think. And it was a very good, uh, very celebrated Hulk run. I'm like six or seven issues into it. I think it went on for like 50 issues. And uh, from what I've heard, it's very much like it very much has a beginning, middle and end. Whereas a lot of comic runs. Just like my parents' marriage. A lot of comic runs have a beginning and a middle and then they just kind of end. You know, and, it, and they kind of just meander a bit. There's not really a strong arc to it, but Immortal Hulk, you know, the character grows and changes and it, you know, the ending feels like an ending. And they got the same writer 
doing Immortal Thor. I read the first issue. The second issue is out. Um, it came out like a couple weeks ago. Uh, the first issue was pretty good. I liked it. There was a lot of, um, you, you get, you know, sort of um, a sense of where Thor is now after his last run, which I didn't read. He, I guess he had to like reforge his hammer. Now the hammer is back to normal. It's reforged. He's kind of on top of the Sounds world. Sounds like my Friday night. Right. He's king of Asgard. He's king of the Ten Realms. You know, he he's the All-Father. He took over after Odin, you know, after he died, he, you know, he's inherited, you know, his sort of birthright. And a lot of the story is kind of, okay, what now? And I kind of, you know, I like that. I think that's a good angle to take the character with. Granted, I I only really know Thor from the MCU. I haven't really read Thor in the comics very much, so I don't have a strong grasp of, you know, what a good comic book Thor is supposed to look sound and feel like. But from my perspective, I think this is a good start to a good Thor run. And it seems like a lot of people agree with that. The art. I really enjoy that comic book art can be kind of hit or miss. A lot of times I'm not really impressed by it. Sometimes it just feels cheap. Um, but this, you know what I've been actually thinking about? I've been thinking about getting um, just like art books, like not like how to do, but like just art imagery books yeah. of like sci-fi like concepts you should get um um, an alex ross book like alex ross has like books of like covers and stuff that he's done like illustrations he does those for like comics though um yeah he does primarily comic book art i don't know if he does any other you know any other stuff like that but you know like um the intro to the sam raimi spider-man movies how they have those like paintings like recapping the last movie yeah he does those totally yeah 100 percent. i knew that don't fucking no you don't know shit i don't not with comics anyway you'll you'll recognize alex ross's art did if you, you know, look it up did you know obama is really into comics he was in a marvel comic he was he in was yeah alongside spider-man he's a huge spider-man fan allegedly i think it's funny what presidents they do and do not choose to acknowledge in marvel comics mm-hmm. i don't think they have at all acknowledged donald trump uh up to this point because he's the villain. Because he's the villain. He's the villain of American politics. He single, almost single-handedly led to the death of about, I don't know, 600,000 people. So, Well, wait, what are, what are you talking about specifically? COVID. Oh, COVID, yeah. Yeah, that little chestnut. Yeah. Fuck him. That's the one thing I will never forgive him for. Yeah. Now, to be clear, Trump didn't cause COVID. He, However, he, he went to China. He fucked that bat or whatever. <laughs> he fucked that he bat. fucked that bat or however we think COVID started. Right, right. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I also like the characterization of Thor. He's, you know, sort of come into his own as his own type of all father. Whereas Odin was very, you know, he, he was one for conquest. He was kind of like, hey, listen to me. I'm going to put my foot down. You know, I'll fucking smite you if you don't listen to me and, you know, submit to my rule. Uh, Whereas Thor kind of takes, you know, more of a fatherly approach to kind of protecting the territory that's, you know, kind of lumped in with his kingdom. Um, Like the the issue starts with um, some frost giants making trouble in whatever realm. I don't know. It's, all I know is it's not Jotunheim, the realm that they're from. They're making trouble in someone else's land. And Thor is like, I guess they they like make a storm 
they make an ice storm in this like grassland realm. And Thor is like, I am disappointed in you. And the like the frost giant leader guy is like, fucking you're like disappointed in me. Oh no, he's gonna tut tut at us. Oh no, look out, dad's here. And he's like, No, 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 no. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you. And he's pointing at the sky. And he's like, I am fucking Thor. All storms are mine to command, including here. And he clears out the storm. Sun is shining again. The frost giant lackeys like run away from that back to their home. And Thor is like, okay, look, you've seen what I can do. Do you want to fight? I would rather we didn't. I want to settle this peacefully. But the frost giant leader guy is like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to try to fucking fight you. Thor smashes him with his hammer. He like can regenerate or whatever. So he's not like, you know, it's not like he killed a guy, but you know, he, he'll smite he, he an MF. He killed a guy temporarily. He will smite an MFer to make an example of them so that he can later, you know, use that as sort of a bargaining chip to be like, can we get to a peaceful resolution here? And I think it's, I like how he, it's an like interesting that, start to the story. I think in that circumstance, he's seeing their conclusion to a logical end. Yeah. And then being like, cool. What's next? Yeah. How do you want to handle this? And he lets the frost right. giants go. He lets them, the, the ones that yeah. do decide to retreat, he lets them go because he knows they will not be a problem again. Right. And he knows that right. he doesn't have to inflict violence you know, to, to, to settle this situation. I like, it's kind of like a more aggressive version of help me help you. Yeah. Help me not get you smited. And I like that. I really like that. Oh, I actually, I do have a recommendation too. Um, Minecraft coming out with a new update. Um, oh yeah. They like added bees or something. <laughs> that was a while ago. Uh, they're adding automatic crafters. Which, big fucking deal, huge fucking deal. It means that now um, you don't have to manually craft everything. You can just make machines that craft the things. Wait, so how does that work? Um, it's it's kind of complicated. So you fill in the, um, the crafting thing with the, with the different ingredients, mm -hmm. right? And you can connect that to a hopper. And then whenever you, that auto uh, crafter gets a redstone signal, it'll just craft that thing. That's in the, in the thing. I don't know if I like that. What are the, what are the applications? I love it. So if you're trying to make a lot of TNT, for instance, it can just be laborious to like. Yeah, I mean they already make it pretty easy to craft in bulk. Yeah, but that's just one one extra step. That's like also let me put this into perspective as well. There's a gradient or a difference between. Where you are in the game versus when you're going to use this auto smelter, because the only time you would really need an auto smelter is if you're making something on a huge scale. You mean an auto crafter? Um, yeah. Okay. What did I, say? Did auto I say? Auto smelter. I do love a good yeah. auto smelter. Every new Minecraft yeah, right. world, I, I start. I I try to do an it's auto great. smelter, mostly because um, it's like the yeah. one redstone thing I can make. Right. Right. It's not even um, a redstone thing, I think. Right. But it's the no, one like uh, mechanical machinery is. thing that I can do. But um uh you know, if you're making something on a large scale, usually you're pretty far in the hole. You're pretty lost in the sauce at that point. Dude, I'm I am um, far in the hole. Dude, I haven't ever beat the Ender Dragon and I'm I'm planning on it. 
I need it. That's something. That's a bucket list thing. I have an infinity bow. I could just do it. I could just find it and do it. I'm going to defeat that mm, adult baby. <laughs> I'm going to defeat that adult baby. Anyway. anyway so, <laughs> so they got an auto uh, smelter. Uh, auto crafter, you motherfucker. Um, and oh, they also are making a, a new, um, like, a, like an underground dungeon kind of area that's like a, uh, a testing ground to like introduce new concept or some, concepts or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, but they're going to add a new mob, uh, which is like a, uh, a blaze, but on, in the overworld Neat. and it, it blows, it blows air at you. It blows you. It blows you. Yeah. Almost they as finally if. finally brought the Women sex update. at me. Yeah. Anyway, we have fun here, but seriously. Yeah. We have fun here, but seriously. Minecraft, your new update. Dude, I, 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 I want to start playing again a little bit. It's really fun. A little bit. Dude, you got to. I got to figure out my server stuff. I, I tried to uh, get my Minecraft server updated on Jonathan and it like isn't fucking working anymore. Ugh. It's a little alarming, but oh yeah. Um, anyway, was that the one that you were trying to think of earlier? Was that the recommendation you're trying to think of or was that just an additional one? That was just an additional one. Oh, cool. All right. So unless you think of it in the next five seconds, Four, three, two, one. I think that's the show. And that's the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of World of Say. If you liked it, then like Thank it. Thank you very much. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment, it better be nice. Nice comments Please. only. I will yeah. cry if you say anything remotely negative about me. Now, now let's be clear. We do see both sides. I see, see both, both sides. sides. But we will cry if you're not on the right side. Yeah. Um. So... With that said, look, I, nice. I see both sides, but do I want to see both sides? Not in this instance. You know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say it. I, I don't see both sides. I intentionally don't see both sides. I see neither I, side. I actually am I think everyone's wrong. And <laughs> That's a disability. Sideblindness. <laughs> bad periphery. I think everyone's wrong, and I'm way better than everyone uh, because I don't care about anything. I have I'm, no value. I'm above, <laughs> I'm above it all. I have oh, no core beliefs. I have, I have no principles or values. That's how it flows. I am just like Patrick Bateman. I, <laughs> I'm just like... I'm just like Homelander. I'm just like that... Hmm, adult baby. <laughs> it's weird that I know who that is. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I'm trying to think of a funny answer to that. It's, it is... Joe Obama. Rogan. It is. No, Fuck. Did that wrong. Yes, and <laughs> yes, have a good and 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. I did that wrong. <laughs> yes, and I did everything right. I did everything right. Yeah. Attorney General's going to be reaching out to you pretty soon. Anyway, yes, and keep that little smug. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.